Welcome to a special presentation of the Early Bird Chat for Christmas Day 2023. Early Bird Chat is a moderated open forum discussion where members of the audience are invited to either join the panel or enter text comments to discuss general topics of interest. So welcome one and all to the Early Bird Chat. And now here's Gizzard Gary. Good morning everybody and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is uh, Gizzard Gary. It is Christmas Day. Christmas morning to be exact. And this is a special edition of the Early Bird Jet. Early Bird Jet number 165. So, yeah, I'm a little late getting my... uh, Windows arranged on my computer so I can see all the chats, but I see I have a bunch of people out there. So once again, good morning to everyone. And uh, let's take a look and see who we got out there. I see Kingpin, of course, would be first out there. Uh, The ineffable Tony York out there in the audience. Uh, Tactical Fud, Buck from Arkansas, is out there. Uh, the Scottish American is in the audience. Travis T is out there. Trav, I added early as a Scottish American says, going down the list. Gun websites is in the audience. He also says, Merry Christmas, everyone. Tony with a Merry Christmas. All right. Uh, Ozzy Orsborne is out there as is fluffy 10 millimeter. Jeep guy. Uh, Bending Ballistics in the audience. There's a name I haven't seen in my chat in a while. Welcome back. Uh, we have Warhammer out there. And I have a, a, I have a panelist. Let's welcome aboard DM Foss. Good morning. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Uh, just going down the list of attendees, I see Dale Pogue is out there as his agorizer in the audience so welcome one and all 16 people out in the audience and uh what you got going on this morning i was watching the greatest christmas movie there is total recall oh not die hard okay no (laughs) what you were supposed to say total recall is not a christmas movie and then i would say well neither is die hard not as i recall (laughs) let me go ahead and show you that i am indeed in the spirit this morning so the world's ugliest Santa hat that I just took out of the package. Obviously, it shows it, but hey. <laughs> and one of the few red t-shirts I own, so hey, get what you got, folks. I don't normally run the camera on this show anyway. Tony says I don't see a link. I don't know if I'm brave enough to put one. Do I dare put a link in the chat? Ooh. Last time I did that, bad things happened to me. <laughs> uh, Might see a Christmas sausage. Yeah, I've had that happen before. Uh, let me see. Do I still have Tony's email? I can send him on that one. Surely I do. If I could figure out where this email thing is on my computer. Let's see. I do have... See if this works. 
I do have a link for all my channel members out there. Tony, I'm going to send you an email to the last email that I knew you had. Let's see if you get it or not. Uh, let's see. Anybody else out there want a link if you have my email? Or send me an email. Just send me an email at uh, info at gizzardgary.com and I'll mail you back a link if you want to do it that way. Ozzy says, I like the Chief shirt. I could turn my camera back on, I guess. But uh, I ain't changed my email in years. Okay. Scotsman says he saw the link. Okay, cool. So, yeah, this is Amateur Hour. If you've never been on one of my chats before, you basically anybody who isn't going to come on here and expose themselves is welcome to come on the panel today. And I'm pretty sure Foss won't do that. So No. <laughs> oh, so Christmas morning. Uh Anything shaking at your house, or have you already done the Christmas stuff, or waiting uh, no. for kids to get up? Or yeah, nobody's up yet. Ah, so Santa we're, Claus is up, getting the gifts ready. We're here in the past, so it's still early here. That's right. We did all our Christmas stuff yesterday. Uh, strangely enough, I didn't. I didn't get any gifts over at my daughter's house. Well, that's all right. I got the gift of being with my family and some great, great lunch. And uh, it's like I told kids, I said, you know, I buy so much crap on Amazon every day is Christmas day for me. I get a package at the door. It's like, I can't remember what I ordered. This will be fun. Just to open this. <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen. So, and my daughter knows that I tend to, if there's anything I ever want, I just tend to buy it. And uh, so, I ain't the least bit worried about not hauling a bunch of stuff home. I did haul some leftovers home with me. That was pretty good right there, you know. We had brisket. And oh my gosh. Uh... At the store we went to, which is not a small grocery store, these are the only two briskets left in the whole store. And don't ask me the weight of them, but one of them was $21 and the other one was 29 or something like that. They're two smaller briskets because we couldn't find one big one that was the size we wanted. Besides, they're the only two left in the store. So anyway, we bought them both. Now, luckily, with my, I have a discount card through that grocery chain, and I got quite a bit off that, so wasn't as bad as you think, but still a pretty pricey, pretty pricey menu item. But well, it was, I don't, it's only once a year, so that's what I told the kids. And you're worth my, it. <laughs> my daughter has. This has kind of been our tradition the last few years. My daughter has this recipe for smoked brisket she got off the internet, and it is fantastic. So we had that, and we had some mac and cheese, uh, mashed potatoes and gravy. 
Um, trying to think of what else we had. Uh, stuffing. We had some stuffing, except this was more of a hearty beef-flavored stuffing versus a traditional Thanksgiving. So, pretty good stuff. Didn't have any pies. Sarah didn't want to overdo it this time. These are our two big meals, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And this is pretty much it as far as our big feast cooking stuff. So, uh, KC Barbecue is amazing, Travis T. says. He's right, too. <laughs> He's absolutely right. Uh, Squibload is out there. I was going to text you Merry Christmas, Gary, but you're live. Indeed, I am live. Now, Squib, if you would like, if you would like a link, I can definitely send you one. Uh, anybody out there, either shoot me, you know, say, you know, email me a link, or just email me at info at gizzardgary.com, and I'll send you back a link. If I know you, you can be on here. As long as you promise to keep your clothes on or keep your camera off <laughs> or both. Squib says he wants a link. All right. Let me see. Because I'll bet you I have at least one email for him in here. Well, I could text it to him. Oh, gosh, I got three different emails for him. I'm not even sure which one's which. You want me to just text it, Squib? I'll do. I'll start off with that and see if that'll work or not. How about that? So many ways to contact one another anymore. Okay. We'll try that. I didn't realize he had that many email addresses. Wow. You know some. You know people five or six years after a while you get some get some different stuff out there. Uh, Ozzy says, if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then Red Dawn is a football movie. Hmm. I don't know if I buy that. How about you, Foss? Uh, <clears throat> That's quite a connection to make. <laughs> well, I, I believe he's saying Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I understand that, but, so. and he's entitled to be wrong. Uh, uh, Gunpowder Beauty is out there. Merry Christmas. This is the jolliest bunch of cluckers I've ever seen. Uh, Tony says, my internet's too slow to get StreamYard to work. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Gunpowder, if you would like a link, uh, you, yeah, shoot me an email, info at gizzardgary.com. Say, send me a link, you clucker. I'll send you a link. Scottish American says, Guess Red Dawn is a football movie. Okay. Boomstick Revenge is out there. Merry Christmas. Who all got socks? I ain't get socks. I've gotten lots of stuff this year already. And I've got a package coming from somebody out in the audience supposed to be here tomorrow. So... Kind of looking forward to that. Tony York says, I got an office chair. I enjoy a new office chair. Heck yeah. 
Oh, from me. Okay. It's weird because today's Monday. It seems like it's Sunday, but it's not yeah. Sunday. So you yeah, get two, two Sundays a, this week. I get an extra day off, and it, it always screws me up for the week. Reloading from the hot pot is out there. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Okay, here we go. We have Squib on the panel. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't done a live stream in a while, so I forgot that uh, if this uh, is up, you can't hear me. Yeah, I haven't done a live stream in a while either. I forgot to put the banner across the bottom of the screen. Okay. Well, I see that before I enter the studio, I can put a little title underneath there. I was trying to think of something, and nothing nothing came to mind. Why am I not showing titles? Oh, I got to get that comment off the screen. That's why. There we go. Yeah, I'm the only one that's got a title, and it's just my... It's just my YouTube handle, so to speak. So I have uh, been known to change it up at various times, put cute little sayings in there. Uh, I thought about putting something chicken-related there. I've seen a lot of chickens lately. <laughs> wouldn't be the first. Uh, so let's see. Defense Dad's out there. Okay. Now, Travis T. says... Die Hard is the reason we should all keep shoes, cigarettes, and a bread of 92 in the AC vents. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad deal there. Gunpowder has two dogs barking, chasing a dinosaur, and three kids chasing the dogs. The house is too rowdy for jumping on a stream. Oh, okay. So... Defense Dad says, got soup going in the crock pot, and the kiddo will be here soon. Going to be a good day. Absolutely. Any day you can get the family together, always a good day. We did that a day early with my family, my daughter's idea, and she pretty much hosts the thing, so that's what we do. Uh, Ozzy said, I got some Walker earbuds. Nice. You got to go put them to use, man. (laughs) I see Dale Pogue is out there. Let's see. Uh, Gunpowder says, I can handle it, but if it wasn't for DeWalt earbuds, I wouldn't hear a thing. Tony says, have you all seen the new Smith & Wesson SD9 2.0? I saw a picture of it. I haven't really read anything. Have you seen it, guys? No. No. The SD9 2.0, yeah. I mean, it. all the SD9s are, are the VEs, right? The value edition? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just changing the, the label on it, if they, if, if they don't change features on it, I don't think it's going to get rid of that. I wanted to say stigma, but that sounds so much like sigma. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. it's, they they've got a reputation as you know really uh, living up to the whole value addition thing. 
Yeah, I'd have to know more specifics as to exactly what they changed up to make this a 2.0, whether they reworked the trigger. It does... I can show you a picture of it here, I guess. I mean, if if they actually change something on it and and people like it better, that's one thing. If they just change the name of it and go, they'll never know. I mean, that's ha- that happens a lot uh, you know, out there. We'll just change the name on it and... and it's the same crap. So I don't know. Maybe somebody will bring one to Thunder on the Prairie this year. Ooh, nice. Wanna I'm not saying that someone is going to be me. <laughs> <clears throat> no. Western Probst is out there. Merry Christmas. Uh, Viejo Walters out there. Merry Christmas, Gary. Gary and friends. Yes. Uh, Tony said they redid the trigger. Okay. Well, then there's some hope. Let's put it that way. Uh, Defense Dad says, And the cheesecake turned out perfect for today. I've got way too much food. Was supposed to have six people here today, but due to weather, it's just going to be me and the kid. Uh Uh-oh. Leftovers, sounds like to me. Travis T. says, The dingus is skeletonized. It's about it from appearance. Hmm. That's... If that's the case, that's kind of a stretch to give it a a whole new model designation for cutting a little bit of plastic off the dingus. <laughs> wow. Okay, everybody, if you if you're out there and you'd like a link to get on the panel, this is kind of uh this kind of open mic on the internet today, the way we do things here. If I know you and I you promise not to expose yourself on the screen. You can get on the panel. Uh, send me an email, info at gizzardgary.com, and uh, I'll send you back a link. Now, it looks like my, my congressman sent me an email. I'm pretty sure he's not wanting to be on the panel, so I'm not going to send him a link. I'm still texting all the central time zone, the confused time zone people. I got a whole list of people I I text uh, Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year every year. And I try to do it by time zone. So I probably should have done that before I uh, accepted the link. I just went through my contacts on my phone and just started hitting everybody. Just do, just do a send all. <laughs> well, you... I, I don't like. I, I like to do it basically one on one. So, like, if I'm even on live chats, I'll respond to one person rather than responding to a group of people. That I just prefer to say, "Hey, I'm talking to you right now." Did you get any sleep? <laughs> yeah, I took a nap. Okay. Gonna say I went to midnight mass last night. I didn't get a whole lot of sleep either. Basically, I think I got six hours. I know I, I, just, set, I set like three alarms. I slept through the first one. If that tells you anything, I sleep when no one's looking. <laughs> it's always the best best way of doing things. Let's see. 
We've got 19 people out there. A reminder that we do have a we have a giveaway at we'll do it at uh, 11 o'clock central. That would be, I guess, noon Eastern time. Yep. Or 10 o'clock for you people that are on the far left, shall we say? Far left coast. I didn't mean to imply anything else by that. Of course, according to Foss, I'm in what's called metric time here. In the, I'm not sure where that comes from. Metric? <laughs> That's what his promos say. Nobody, nobody uses the metric system anymore. I going to say, there ain't nothing metric around here. Uh, Scottish American says, Eastern, the only time zone that matters. What to you? Look, everything happens over here, all right? And then the rest of the time zones just drag us down like an anchor. Yeah, it happens to you guys first, and then we have a chance to improve upon it after that, see? Yeah, I mean, you guys could always text me and ask me what the winning Powerball numbers are. How the ball game comes out so we can get our bets right and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. It's like Back to the Future, all uh, all with modern technology. We're just laid back over here waiting for it to come to us. You know, the further west somebody goes, the more laid back it is, that's for sure. Well, yeah, it's pretty much old news by the time it gets out there. The rest of us already know. It's kind of hard for Foss to do breaking news from his channel. Well, it's kind of like this. It's either already happened on the East Coast, or by the time it happens on the West Coast, we're all asleep. So, yeah. Or if it happens after midnight, now he may be the only one up, so he could have a jump on everybody there. That's true. You heard it here first, right? Of course. Now that I'm retired and all that good junk, I do tend to... You'd be surprised how many mornings I'm still up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Pretty much all of them, to be honest. (laughs) Now that I don't have to set alarms. There was, I don't know how many years I had to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to make it to work. Of course, it was only four days a week, but worked 10-hour days, so yeah. Had to be up at 5. So I have done that noise. Travis T., says, East Coast has breaking news. West Coast has broken news. Wow. How about that? I'm going to turn my cam off so I can be one of the cool kids. Nobody needs to look at me. Besides, even my avatar has a Santa Claus hat on. So we can be in the spirit of things. If you're just now joining us and wondering what in the world this is we used to do this every we used to do this on Sunday mornings this is actually a Monday morning it's a special deal this is the early bird chat Christmas edition I see that guy's wife media out there good morning and Merry Christmas to you Arminthia and if you would like a link let me know 
I can send you a link and you can get on here also. That goes for anyone out there. Uh, just let me know. Jolly old Saint Chick, he says. That's pretty good, Travis. I like that. Uh, reloading from the hot pot. Gene is uploading a Christmas range video. Then he's heading to the daughter-in-law's. I do like the jolly old Saint Chick out there. Anyway, swag giveaway in a couple hours here. And there may be just a little something special in that swag giveaway. Oh. Yeah. I'm thinking about... Well, you heard it here first. I might as well turn the camera on. It's my show. I do what I want here. I've decided... That somebody is going to end up with this Civivi knife today. How about that? Oh, I hope Travis enjoys it. <laughs> this is uh, this is the Civivi Elementum with the Ultim scales. I really like those scales. And the hashtag for that giveaway is hashtag EBC165. And somebody's going to win this today, along with some channel stickers, magnets, and all that stuff. Uh, Scotsman's already in the giveaway, looks like. But it's going to be a while before we do it, but yeah. Be about an hour and a half from now. So yes, you do have to... Well, I'm not going to make you be present to win. I'm not going to be that guy, because... I told people, you know, I realize people have stuff to do on Christmas Day. I don't expect you to watch all three or four hours or whatever this ends up being. So, this is kind of jump in for a while if you can. If you want to, if you can stay, great. If you can't stay, that's fine. Uh, most of you I know anyway. So, yeah, get that hashtag in there and we will do that giveaway. In about an hour and a half. I hadn't told anybody that in advance because, well, I kind of wanted it to be a surprise. How about that? Uh, Scotsman says, I got to jump out for a little while, but I'll be back shortly. All right. That's fair. Uh, much like Christmas, this chat's not going anywhere for a while. I usually... Used to do early bird chat for four hours. I don't know if I'm going to hold out for four, but I will promise you a good three. How about that? And then we'll go from there. See how I'm feeling at the end of three hours. Oh, looky here. Chris Winsett's out there in the chat. Merry Christmas. KC versus Raiders at noon. Ooh. About them Chiefs. Uh, Defense Dead says, "Haven't won. I haven't won in over a year, so the knife is mine." I don't know. Travis T's out there, and what is it? Technically, he's won the last three giveaways in a row. He's just nice enough to let somebody else win. He's got an incredible lucky streak, or that or Streamyard loves him. I'm not sure what it is. 
I use this supposedly random StreamYard giveaway tool. Maybe he owns StreamYard. Hmm. You know, they say it's a Canadian company, but maybe he invested some money in it. Now he owns the thing. So what's everybody got big plans for today? Football watching? You going to go do some shooting? You just spending time with family? What's, what's everybody doing? I'm editing videos. <laughs> I'm probably going to do some of that myself later. It's going to be real boring. <laughs> we did Christmas last night, so uh, just take it easy today, not go anywhere. Kind of lounge around. I might shoot some videos today. I don't know, but uh, yeah, just, just taking it easy. Agorizer says, I'm on a roll. Just send the knife now. Ozzy <laughs> uh, says, it's raining here. Yeah, it's been raining here for the last two days. It really hasn't been very nice outside. Uh, but uh, my daughter wanted to do everything a day ahead of time because she has to go to work tomorrow, and she didn't want to do all this big stuff and then have to turn around and go to work the next day. She said, can we move it up a day? It's like, it's all the same. You want to do it on Christmas Eve? We'll do it on Christmas Eve. So that's what we did. So uh, lots of good brisket. I got to bring some home. So I had at least two meals, two meals worth of leftovers. The daughter sent home with me, which is always good. So Defense Dad is staying home. Rained all day yesterday and into the night, and then three inches of snow with more coming. Kid on crutches, so no venturing out to the range. Yeah, we could use some snow here. It'll help this weekend for deer hunting. It got way too warm here the last... I mean, it's cooled down now. Yesterday was in the upper 50s for a high, but right now it's 33. It really cooled down overnight. What I've noticed here over the years is that winter comes later. I mean, we might get snow in October, but then it warms up again. It just kind of goes back and forth. But summer doesn't come until June. I mean, it's May and it's still cold out here. So I think the seasons are shifting. People want to say there's climate change. I don't, I'd say it's just a seasonal shift. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to be out there shoveling snow and all no. that. But, but I mean, I got you know a let it snow sign in the in the yard, and it's wet. You know, it's muddy and rainy, and it'd just be nice to have a, a white Christmas, especially uh, if I'm not going anywhere. For somebody who's traveling, that wouldn't be so nice. So we just got a twenty dollars super chat from Baroness VG. Merry Christmas. Thank you, sir. Merry Christmas to you. And uh, Defense Dad just made a good breakfast and relaxing cheesy scrambled eggs, toast, and coffee. Sounds good. Uh, that Guy's Wife Media annual Christmas Day movie with the kids and grandkids. Our Christmas will be this Saturday. Okay. 
That all works for me. So, uh, I don't have TV, so I don't, I doubt I'm going to waste any, waste any time watching silly stuff on TV today. Besides, I endured all day yesterday watching reruns of the, my daughter is streaming the uh, TV series House. (laughs) So watching episode over. Episodes after episode of House yesterday, which admittedly is a pretty decent, it was a pretty decent little TV series back in the day. I couldn't get over his American accent. It kind of drove me crazy. It's like I could never get into it. Well, it's better than what she used to be into because it used to be Friends and I could not stand watching multiple episodes of Friends after a while. It's like I'm having brain rot here. So. House is okay. And I didn't have to watch Elf again, which is always good. Uh. (laughs) Once is enough for that movie. I've seen clips of it, but I've never watched the whole movie. Oh, that's a treat. You gotta... gotta No, no. No. <laughs> I just about watch anything else rather than watch Elf. Uh, Ozzy says, I just started watching Reacher Season 2. Very good. It is pretty good. Never seen Reacher? I've seen clips of it on YouTube. It looks pretty good. You know, nowadays you can just watch clips of TV shows and movies on YouTube and pretty much get the whole thing, you know, where you can hold a conversation with somebody who watches it religiously or you just get the best parts. And I don't know, for me, that's easier. I've been suckered in that way um, because you get the best parts. So you think, ooh, this looks kind of good. And you go to watch it and you realize that was all the good parts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like is when you're get you start watching a series and then it gets canceled like Deadwood. Right. And then they come back years later with that movie that sucked. It just sucked. Right. It was, it was good. And then, and then just canceled it. Or, uh, you know, we've tried the whole Yellowstone thing. They keep switching what service, you know, streams it. And uh, just, you know, some of the spinoffs that 1887 or whatever it was, that one sucked. And, the 1923 that was supposed to be 1932 or whatever, that one uh, just, I don't, I don't know. I, I I have a difficult time getting invested in some of these just because of how Hollywood just screws things up. So this ought to start some discussion. Defense Dad says, Gary absolutely needs to watch a Christmas story today. He's never seen it. Totally true. And it's totally a 2A Christmas movie. Well, maybe I will. Oh, it I is two A. It is two A from beginning to end. Uh, every Christmas, when I when I text uh, Rupan RX Merry Christmas, I always send a picture of Ralphie with the the Red Rider uh, Daisy BB gun. 
So we have another panelist. Let's say Merry Christmas to two live moo. What is going on, fellas? He's alive. I'm smoking a turkey. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> it's been on the on the smoker since six o'clock. I was gonna ask you what end do you light on those things, but uh... Yeah, they're really hard to light. <laughs> but they are. Hey, what's up, Foss? What's up, Squib? Merry Christmas. I'm going to I'm gonna have to reread your text. I thought you were smoking a ham. Oh, I did a ham on uh, uh, Friday? Friday? No, Saturday. Okay. 11-pound ham on Saturday and a 20-pound turkey today. <laughs> yeah, I got some feeders over here at the house. Why don't you just deep fry it? Um, my deep fryer, my burner uh, uh, basically quit. Okay. It uh yeah, I had it for a few years and the and the the burner itself uh basically self-destructed. Clogged with spiders. <laughs> no, it was uh all corroded, it just rusted in half. Just put some ballast all on it, you'll be good to go. Oh yeah, go. me and Hickok, we'd be frying turkeys for all, all the time. <laughs> hey, you know, I what I hear the best way to deep fry a turkey is when it's frozen. That's what I heard. Oh, yeah, and then you got to put it in so the cavity is up, so, you know. That's a great idea. <laughs> so it explodes and burns your house down. Well, you, it's not like you haven't burnt your house down before. I almost tried to burn my house down. <laughs> you almost try? Try not. There's only do or do not. There is no there is, try. There's, there's only do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I bought a new electric smoker and... Uh, I put some ribs in it one day, and it was right next to my new house, right right when we moved in. It was like May of uh, May of two thousand, a month after we moved in, and the damn thing caught on fire. And uh, oh yeah, it was crazy, man. It, I'm like, I opened. It was like all this uh, gray black smoke coming out of it. And I'm like, oh, that's not right. And like a dummy, I opened the door. You know, which lets all the oxygen in, and uh, it just bursts into flames. And so I slam the door shut. I go grab my fire extinguisher after looking in three different places where I thought it was. And then I come out, and I open the door to hit it with the fire extinguisher, and the door fell off because it melted the hinges. Because it was like one of the upright smokers, looked like a a college refrigerator kind of deal. And... uh, (laughs) the door falls off (laughs) i hose this thing down and i'm like "Eh, those ribs look kind of (laughs) good uh they went in the hopper yeah i didn't eat them but yeah it was it was pretty intense no the siding didn't melt or anything but uh it was it was pretty close i mean you know a lot of times when you're smoking stuff you know they go for hours you just go like take a nap or something and that would have been detrimental to my uh insurance bills Yeah, you definitely got them done that day. Oh, there, yeah. That thing. You know, it's a destructive device. <laughs> I did, I had some backup ribs, so I, I ended up cooking those in an oven because I had, uh, my dad was coming over and some other people and stuff, so. But, yeah, good times, right? <laughs> yes, the importance of fire safety. 
Yep. So what's going on? Sorry about that. I was just watching the the show from last night, uh, Rich White's show. Oh yeah, I saw you texting me a couple of comments from there. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Thomas Ederson. Thomas Ederson. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing. We're, we're relearning history. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Poor so Rob still, D. <laughs> so I was still watching it. I'm like, oh, wait a second. It's past 10 o'clock. Gary's having a show today. So oh, then, yeah. I checked, then I checked my email, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm sitting here just waiting for my turkey to get done. I'm at one 145. I got 20 degrees to go. So, Defense Dad says I need to watch a Christmas story today. Yeah, you said you didn't, you've never seen that? No, but I'm notorious. Just ask any of the hens and they'll tell you because they like to make fun of me because I haven't seen every movie in a free world. Right, right, right. And, you know, maybe because I'm older and I came, I, I'm living in a small town where there's no movie theater anymore. And so. That I mean, a lot of it, it came out in 1980, dude. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I Gary. never saw ET either, so go ahead and make fun of me for that. You never saw Eddie Torres, the extra testicle? No, I have not. <laughs> in fact, until last week, until last week when I uh, finally they wore me down and made me watch it, I had never seen Ghostbusters until last week. Don't, just tell me they didn't make you watch the remake. <laughs> no. Oh jeez! I went and I went on to uh, Amazon Prime Video and rented the original. Watched it. I actually enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <clears throat> oh, looky here! Speaking of peanut gallery, the gun snobs out there. He says by every movie he means he's barely seen any movies. <laughs> uh, it's not true. <laughs> I can. I actually went on IMDb one time and tried to recall how many movies I've seen. It's over 600, so it's not like I haven't seen barely any movies. Just nothing much modern day stuff because, I don't know. What do you consider modern day? Anything after 1960? 80s or after. I mean, I've seen a few of them. But, you know, I was in high school. Yeah, we'd go to the movies all the time. Because there's nothing else to do in this little town. Yeah, but you were in the back seat. It was a drive-in movie. What's that? You were in the back seat because it was a drive-in movie. There was a couple of those, too. Yeah, maybe. There's movies I went to that I probably didn't see all of them. Let's put it that way. One movie that he didn't go see because he probably lived it is Twister. (laughs) <laughs> no, I did go see Twister. Were you like, those tornadoes look fake? Yes. Cow. That's <laughs> totally ridiculous. I mean, I saw all the big ones. I saw, I saw Titanic. I saw Schindler's List, you know, all that crap. No, that's one, that's one that I've never seen was Schindler's List. Oh, I have you got to watch that movie. But be prepared to be there a while. And Titanic, I laughed through Titanic. <laughs> See, it's it's a romance movie, but I went there for the history, and it's mostly historically accurate. I mean, down to the minute, 
they they had to create some of the fake characters in order to get the audience invested in it and to sell it, as, you know, as a chick flick. But if you look at the history in there and how much effort they went into reproducing it, that because you know I'm I'm big in the maritime history and shipwrecks and stuff like that. Of course, Titanic is the big one, but it's not the only shipwreck out there. You know, if they if they made uh, uh, an Andrea Doria movie, that that might work or or something. But you know, some of the lesser known ones wouldn't make a good movie. But they invested a lot into that. So we have Sam of Anarchy out there in the audience. Our tech and daughters is out there. Merry Christmas. So Snob, you have a link. You can get on here too and say hi to us. Of course you also have well he's got a new he's got a new grandbaby, so he's probably got a big time Christmas going on this year at his place. But we have twenty one people out there. A lot of Merry Christmases going on out there. So, uh, yeah, I will probably watch a movie today. I will try to watch your movie, Defense Dad. At least one. You won't, like, be, you won't be disappointed. No, I probably won't be. It's back when Hollywood still had some creativity in it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's a number of movies I haven't seen. There's probably some silly movies from the 70s that the Gunstop never saw either, to be fair. But you wouldn't want to watch them either. Because just like any other decade, the 70s had some pretty crappy junk movies too. So, so I'm sitting on the deck watching my smoker smoker. I don't know if you caught that. My wife's like... How much longer for the turkey? I'm like, 20 more degrees. He goes, how long is that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's temperature. It's not time when you're barbecuing. That's right. She goes, okay, I'll make breakfast for everybody. I'm like, go for it. I mean, I, you know, everybody's here for another couple of days. It's not like it's going to go to waste. So Misha's out there. Misha says, hush, snob. There were black and white movies when your hairline was above your brows instead of your lower back like today. Hashtag Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, Misha. He's hilarious. Uh, Chris Winsett says, Drumstick looks good. Yes, it does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd ask when it'd be done, but I guarantee you there's not enough time for me to get there. You'll have it all eight by the time I get there. Oh, I got plenty in the freezer. I could cook you up something. Don't put it past me, huh? Well, you know, you got no job. You know, you can just get in your car and go. Got no job. Got no life to speak of. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I've got two spare bedrooms. You know, take your pick. Don't. Don't. Bring a a pool pool cue and... uh, you know, we could hang out. That sounds like a challenge. I used to be able to shoot some stick back in the day. I spent quite a bit of time in the billiard parlors. I've been I've been dominating since all the kids have been here. My daughter, she's pissed because she's actually pretty good. <clears throat> but uh, not as good as dad. 
<laughs> I play for keeps. I don't accept slop either. So, oh, I told her. I says you have to, you know, put the rule in it before you break. You know, straight in, no slop. Call the eight ball. You know, if you scratch on the eight ball, you lose. If you scratch on the break, you lose. I mean, those are kind of like the just the basic rules. And uh, she's like, well, what if I hit your ball first before I hit my ball in? I'm like, nah, don't count. Nope. Nope. <laughs> she goes, but my ball went in. I'm like, well, it went in, so you have one less ball to get in, but you're not shooting again. <laughs> we used to have some pretty epic matches down at the down at the pool hall, man. And depending on how serious the match was, we might have to call every shot. Yeah, the, those get kind of tiring, though. Depends on how much. Not that we would <clears throat> gamble on such things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not that, not officially, anyway. Yeah, I'm having. I'm sure it's past the statute of limitations. So, on my little phone, I can't really see the chat. So, if anybody's calling me names or anything, I can't see that. Uh, not you, anyway. Let's see. Uh, Sam of Anarchy says, My tradition is probably the same as most in here, putting a lethal weapon in Die Hard and watch both, one after the other. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I've done that before. We watched um, uh, A Christmas Story, and then we watched uh, uh, Chevy Chase, you know, The Vacation. And then I went on my... Uh, you know, my uh, remote and went to do Die Hard because my son, he walks by, he goes, hey, dad, what's the best Christmas movie ever? I'm like, and we said the same exact time, we're like, Die Hard. And I'm like, so I went on the microphone, I'm like, Die Hard. And it's not available in any of my thing. I had to like subscribe to something to like five ninety nine to watch Die Hard. I'm like, ah, screw that. I'm not doing that. Oh, come on, man. Already spent stick like, a crowbar in your wallet. I already spent <laughs> dozens of dollars on these people. Spend a couple hundred dollars on a meal, but you can't spend five dollars on a movie. <laughs> come on. I just I have an ism, you know. I just I don't it should be free. Yeah, well, everything should be free. <laughs> Uh, let's see, got some other discussion out there. Misha says ham is better than turkey and pie is better than cookies. I don't know about that. Mm. Uh, Gunpowder says daughter was mad Santa didn't bring her knives for Christmas. Her logic is if a bad guy tries to get her, she can poke him with a pointy end. Wow. Yeah, I could see why her daughter would be mad. Yeah, Santa brought some for us this year. Uh, my older son got a hunting knife that uh, was recommended by Mountaineer Marksman. So he kind of helped, helped Santa with uh, Christmas shopping this year. And uh, my younger son got a bayonet for uh, Type 99 Arasaka. Nice. Nice. So Tony says, beauty, tell her our gun's better. We have single shot out there. Yeah, yeah but Tony, here's the thing. If you get a pocket knife for Christmas then the next year you can use that pocket knife to open your gifts and, and it just every year, every year, you know, you, you, I'm not saying you should just get a knife. You should get a knife in addition to 
because you know you can always keep using it. Which reminds me, somebody's going to win this Civivi Elementum today in my giveaway. If you want a nice, sharpy, pointy thing, I will send this to you if you win the giveaway today. So, let's see. Got Rich White out there. He says, Merry Christmas, folks, and Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. You're entitled to be wrong. You know, he's got a lot of opinions that just... I don't even know. Like, like New York Outcast must have got to him or something. I don't know. I think so. Uh, Gunpowder says, Tony, she's already called dibs on the 1911 and the Mac 90. Wow. Yeah, so how, do, how does it feel? You know, my, my wife took my Henry rifle from me because apparently what's hers is hers and what's mine is hers. So, oh, yeah. you know, now you've got your daughter doing it to you. How does it feel? <laughs> Ozzy says, most of us have Die Hard on DVD. I don't have Die Hard on DVD. I have Lethal Weapon on DVD. I don't own a DVD player. (laughs) I'm sure I do. It's not hooked up. (laughs) You could probably find a refurbished one somewhere. (laughs) The only reason I have one is they used to, every five years you get this anniversary gift out at work and they gave you this catalog you could order shit out of, you know, for freeze. One year I got a DVD player out of there. It was that or the luggage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I have two DVD players. Uh, I've got one of them's region free. So we can watch Japanese DVDs. Region free? Yeah. You're telling me there's a chip in the DVD player that prevents you from playing DVDs bought in another country? Yeah. If you look on the back of your your DVD, it'll have a number in a little square. Usually like one or two is what we'll see. Uh, One is the U.S. Anything else is another region that it won't play. Dude, my DVD player costs like $39.99. That's like way too much technology in there for what I paid. Well, you know, that's all right. I used to use... I used to use the uh, tuner on my old Betamax uh, VCR to crack the the block on the on the cable box back in the '80s, so I could watch some of the block channels or the ones you had to pay more for just by using the. So I guess there's probably some analog technology that'll override that. I used to have an old black and white with the tuner knob, and I could tune in the block channels. Oh yeah, or you'd have two of them. Sometimes you'd have to tune in a picture on one. And then you'd have to tune it the other way to get the sound to come through. If you had two TVs, you could get that to work. But that's how we watched free HBO back in the day. Yeah, it's like working an Enigma machine. (laughs) (laughs) So Tony says, my eldest granddaughters claim my 629. Uh, Tony says, I got nothing against knives. Sam says, I got a Tanto fixed blade and an axe for Christmas. Nice. Ozzy nice. says, I'm feeling lucky, Gary. Okay. Agorizer says, pointy things rule. Rich says, my wife thinks my Smith & Wesson 627 is hers. No, I think she knows it's hers. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Sam says, I have all the lethal weapons. Yeah, I do too. Uh, does he to- have 
does he have lethal weapon part six? Some people are going, what is that? Right? Yeah, they I don't a, have that one. They did a Saturday Night Live skit, oh. Lethal Weapon Part 6. Tony says, Lethal Weapon is more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. 223DMRs out there says, good morning, Gizzard. Defense Dead says, what did I miss? Got a call from Mom. Uh, just gabbing. Gunpowder says, I honestly can't be mad. She's my mini-me. Of course she wants a 1911. I myself called dibs on uh, the 1911. I myself called dibs on. There we go. Poor Tordot will never get that gun back. Nope. That poor guy. <laughs> uh, Defense Dad has four Blu-ray players, but none of them are hooked up. Agarizer says, the missus picked up Die Hard on Blu-ray at the library. I think I'll keep her. And the gun snub says, Foss likes to watch Japanese porn. Uh, well, it's my wife is Japanese, so I get it there. And <laughs> my kids are half Japanese, so they can watch stuff from that cartoons come, and stuff. I'm not sure that came out exactly the way you intended it to, but okay. Oh, no, it did. Or did oh, it, it did? Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> uh, C&T Designs and Arms. Coop is out there. Superb site, Coop. Merry Christmas. Uh, Rich White says he likes any porn. Nationality doesn't matter. I don't know. He's talking about Foss again here. So. I don't discriminate. No. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, just be straight up there. Uh, let's see. Gunpowder says, I have two DVD players and no TVs. We forced the kids into a technology detox. Hmm. Yeah, the DVD players kind of lose their appeal without a screen. Uh Let's see. Uh, Defense Dad says, My mom isn't happy that my stepbrother is bringing his asshole dog for Christmas. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I hear that my stepdad picked up some 556 five, at Thanksgiving so the dog could be dealt with. Wow. <laughs> hey, there. look, I like dogs, but there are some asshole dogs out there. You know, there, there just are. And it's the owner's. It's the way the owners train them. It's the way the owners you know, oh, treat yeah. them. And then they wonder, why doesn't anybody ever want to come over? Well, gee, I don't know. Your dog tried to attack my kid last time we came over. So, yeah, that's, it's it's the owner. Very true. Let's see. Rich White talking to gunpowder. Enterprising kids would have plugged the DVD players in your monitor. Yeah. If you got a computer around, they could make it work. Yeah, when when we were kids, uh, mom would take away cable to uh, to punish us, and uh, she would just take the splitter off the back of the TV. She didn't know that I went down to the store and bought a splitter, so we'd watch it. And then when she pulled up, I'm with the screwdriver as fast as I can, taking this thing off. I, I think I told her when I was thirty. She was mad. <laughs> I had kids like that. We. We'd leave for a few minutes and tell them they weren't allowed to be in the living room watching the TV. And uh, 
Remember one time we left, we I forgot something and came back and ran in the house real quick. And it was like, I knew something was up, so I put my hand, this is an older TV, I put my hand on top of it, it's like, okay, this TV's warm. <laughs> you kids had this on, didn't you? So... Yeah, that, that would that would be the easier way to check, but you know, every every time is just be like, oh well, the part's missing, so they couldn't. It's three dollars at Kmart, mom. I forget what I did. I think I ended up taking the extension cord, wrapping it up, and taking it with me and throwing it in the car. Now they could have went and got another extension cord out of a room somewhere. If they went to that much trouble. Let them watch TV, I guess. I don't know. Well, yeah, but you still have to show them you mean business. So. Oh, yeah. And it's it's funny years later when you're sitting there with your brothers and you're all laughing about it, but she's not laughing. <laughs> it's like, come on, Mom. That was like 20 years ago. Come on. What's funny is as tech-savvy as kids are, you can almost throw a wrench at them if you steal the remote because they don't realize there's manual controls on the side of the TV. It's like, you know, you could have watched this. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, I've seen kids run cables from here to there. Uh, we'd ban them from playing games, so they'd be in the other kid's room while he's playing games, and you'd see him pass, you know, the little controls back and forth. It's like, yeah, well, I'm not going to sit and watch you 24-7 to... I remember one time one of my sons wasn't doing his chores and we kept telling him, telling him, we're like, you know, to do this, we shouldn't be telling you. And he just kind of blew us off or whatever. He's online with his friends and he's just screwing on. Finally, I had enough of it. And I just unplugged the modem. That kid came downstairs so fast. And I go, it's not getting plugged back in until you do what you know you were supposed to do. He did his chores. He was mad. He was mad and complained the whole time. I said, I don't care. I pay the bill for this and you know what you've got to do. And I don't think he ever uh, tried tried pulling that stunt again. Not that I remember. I don't. I don't recall having to unplug the modem on him. He knew you were serious. Uh, Defense Dad says it's a sheep doodle <clears throat> that isn't behaved at all and went after my parents' dog last time it came. I don't like doodle dogs personally. Uh, Gunpowder says, the kids don't know we got two small TVs for the toy room, one for the DVD player and one for the games. And one move left, another one came back. I presume he grabbed a phone or is back on his computer or something. Yep, came down to the computer. (laughs) Gunpowder says, tiny locks are great for the plug-in part of the TV. Lock the plug, can't be inserted. Clean your room, you'll find the key to unlock it. Hey, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, hide the key somewhere. Yeah, the only thing is the kids go looking around. To, oh, we found it, and then it doesn't work. They go, why not? It's the handcuff keys. Poor Tardot's downstairs. All, he's, he's in big trouble. <laughs> he lost the handcuff key. <laughs> it's amazing how many times you tell the kids to clean the room, and then it's like, if they get it cleaned really quickly... Might want to check the closets, uh, bottom dresser drawers, underneath the bed. It's amazing where you can stick junk. <laughs> I remember one year I uh, 
I took all the toys and put them in trash bags, the big lawn and leaf bags, and I tossed them up in the attic. And they were the kids were mad, but I had been telling them, clean your room, clean your room. And they, I said, I'll throw these things out. And they didn't think I was serious. So I, I put them up in the attic. And the reason I did that was they couldn't get in the attic. And they knew they were up there. And it drove them crazy that they knew their stuff. I left it there for years. And then when we moved, I tossed it all in a dumpster. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, no, I'm seeing this all the way through. I mean business. <laughs> yeah. They kept the rooms clean. <laughs> but it, it was just, they knew they were up there and they couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> I'm a mean dad. Well, sometimes that's what's called for when you're raising children. So, uh, Defense Dad says, is it too early to start day drinking on Christmas? My coffee would be awfully good Irish right now. Oh, that reminds me. I got a mimosa downstairs. Be right back. Okay. I was going to say, is that an actual question? <laughs> I can say it depends on who makes the rules at your house. If you make said rules, and I guess the drinking lamp is lit whenever you light it, you know. By the way, we are past hour number one. We are in hour number two of the early bird chat. Once again, if you're just now joining us, Merry Christmas, everybody. Special edition, Christmas morning edition of the early bird chat. We're having a giveaway at the top of the next hour, and that is hashtag EBC. 165, that's EBC for early bird chat, 165. We're giving away some channel swag, and we're giving away a Civivi Elementum. Oh, damn. Do I have to, like, log off to win? (laughs) I wouldn't mind that Civivi. Yeah, I thought somebody. Well, it's Christmas. Come on, man. I'd give away something nice. You know the thing. Yeah. Corn pot. Oh, that's a big mimosa. Yeah, don't. Don't call me Mrs. Squibload really loves me. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, we Defense Dad, for reminding me that this is downstairs waiting for me. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Not too shabby. So Rich White says, uh, where was that slacking bovine last night? That's a good question. I was I was watching your the three hour video, three and a half hour video this morning. Well, I was smoking my turkey. Now I had a house full. We were uh, we did gifts last night, and uh, we had uh, lots of food and lots of drinks, and yeah, yeah, I got a house full of people. So now I'm yeah. now I'm like relaxing right now. I'm, I'm I got my Bluetooth monitor on my on my uh, temperature gauge on my smoker, so I'm keeping an eye on that. But you got a uh, smoke alarm on it too. Shut it. <laughs> you know for a while i had my security camera pointed at my smoker every time after that <laughs> and my new smoker so i could see if it was like burning up or not so do you know the fire department you know people on the fire department on a first name basis or pretty much i mean they're, they're a quarter mile from my house <laughs> there's a reason for that <laughs> We have uh, Mike White, 2A Advocacy, is out there. Merry Christmas, Mike. Not to be confused with Rich White. Um, not to be confused, no. 
Uh, going back in the chat a little bit, Gunpowder says, I give the kids a weekend to clean up the disaster of a toy room. If it isn't clean Monday morning when they're at school, it all gets bagged up. I support that. Um, Rock on. They got yeah. it all back at Christmas. The living room was full of presents, some new and a lot old. They were excited. Hashtag mom win. Uh, defense dad now. I figure I'll at least wait till the kid gets here. Got to help her into the house with her crutches, and it's slick outside. So being sober seems prudent. Yeah, it might be. No, man. When you fall down when you're sober, you always get hurt. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. You won't feel it. <laughs> when you're hammered, you like you tuck and roll, man. There's yep. something about it. Fence Dad says, Jesus, Moo, how many zigzags do you need to smoke a turkey? I use easy widers. Oh, yeah. Hey, hot boxes. <laughs> yeah, that turkey went out at 6 o'clock, man. I <clears throat> injected it with, uh, I made some roasted garlic, compound butter, a uh, little bit of, man, a little bit of bacon fat might have been in there. Injected everything, and I dry brined it the night before, and... Uh, Rub butter underneath the skin, you know. Man, you're making me hungry now. <laughs> Luckily, I have leftovers from yesterday, so all is not lost. Yeah, the the ham, the eleven pound ham is gone. My daughter basically broils her brisket in the oven on a rack. Did a little bit of liquid smoke and stuff like that on there. Hey, nothing wrong with that. It's well, pretty excellent. I will tell you, she gets it done just about right. And, uh, and of course, Dad got to do the slicing of everything, which means well, whoever does the slicing also gets to do the initial taste test. So, Oh, yeah. Take the first bite. It's like, no, nope, it's nasty. You kids better just not eat better any of that. You know? <laughs> it was delicious. My yeah, kids aren't my kids aren't gonna wait for my approval to start grabbing bites off of there. No. Yeah. Now by the time you get it sliced up, there's at least three or four slices gone, let's be real. And I did not use an electric knife, I did it all by hand. But it was so gosh, it was fork tender. It was it sliced up nice as fork tender. It was fork and tender. Yep. <laughs> Daughter nice. says, look up real quick what brisket's supposed to be at when it's done, temperature-wise. So I did a quick Google on my phone. Nice. It said, said 190 to 200. She says, well, it's a 205. It's done. It's like, okay. Yeah, Get her out pull, of there. I pull mine off at 200. 203 is kind of my target. Yeah. It'll creep up. And she, she let it sit a good it got to cool a good 10 or 15 minutes before we even touched it. So, yeah, it got to cool off. So it's mm. perfect when we got to cutting it up. Nice. And while we were doing that, of course, we were getting everything else. It's kind of like an assembly line around. My daughter kind of runs stuff like, man, for somebody who can't seem to get anything done when it comes time to cook a meal, she is like an army, army sergeant yelling out orders, you know. <laughs> Russell, time to start the potatoes. Dad, you need to start stuffing. You know, <laughs> on your face, give me twenty maggot. <laughs> it's pretty much the way it is. I mean, we're all in that kitchen dodging each other, 
we all got our little jobs we're doing. It's kind of fun, really. <laughs> yeah, we've we've had a lot a lot of food going on around here. Rich White says we have a charcoal grill that is also a smoker. Oh uh, yeah. Nothing better. I mean, I'd like my pellet smoker, you know, because it's kind of easy. Uh, but I still have my Weber performer that I prefer smoking and grilling on that. Hands down. Defense Dad says, I've got stuffed spud soup in the crock pot. It has hash browns, onions, ham, half and half, cream of chicken, chicken stock, and cheese in it. That'd be all right. Uh, Mike White says, the center of our turkey is still frozen, so we're working on that. Hopefully, we'll have it ready sometime today. I did that last night, Mike. It was, uh, I spatchcocked it, you know, where you take out the, the spine mm-hmm. and the 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 cavity inside. I did like, I put this thing in the refrigerator on Monday, and it was still had giant frozen chunks in the cavity. Let's say and, I can remember at Mom's, we had to do emergency measures a time or two. Yeah. yeah Might have I, to get in there and just aim the damn you know, sink hot water sink in the middle of the damn bird just to you can you can thaw it in a cooler in a, a couple hours by yeah. changing the water. Um but uh but yeah it was I mean I last Monday I put the it, but it was twenty pound turkey. Oh yeah and uh, I put it in the and I put a temperature probe in it and uh the internal temperature was still thirty four degrees and say how cold your refrigerator that should have been plenty of time it's my beer fridge so you know it's pretty cold oh okay <laughs> i don't have ice chunks in the beer uh or the or the sodas or pops i think it's a i think it's a pop around here right right squib it, it it's pop so i'm yeah. i'm from down <laughs> south where it's a soda or a soda oh, pop oh that's right dang it i moved up here and you know everybody calls it a pop and eventually i just went with it so there's some things i've adopted from you damn yankees but uh <laughs> yeah everywhere else there's like soda it's like dude the only soda is like soda water or club soda it's a pop or or what's what's up with when somebody says i'll have a coke make it a sprite Okay, so I used to live in <laughs> Albany, Georgia, which is in southwestern Georgia. It's about three hours from Atlanta. I never heard that crap in my life. I yeah. don't know if it's something some Yankee made up, just like some Air Force guy made up the fact that Marines eat crayons. That you know, no, <laughs> so I don't know. But and, and, and really, I mean, I like I like Coca Cola, but um, I'm from Newburn, North Carolina. That's where Pepsi is from so uh you know in uber nobody goes what kind of pepsi do you want (laughs) do you want a pepsi or you know do you want a seven up or you know a mountain dew or something like that so yeah i i don't know i still have yet to experience a whole what kind of coke do you want you know (laughs) so jacob s is out there merry christmas early words merry merry christmas jacob uh defense dead I make my turkeys in an electric roaster. It's fall off the bone tender and frees up the oven for the other stuff. Yeah, but see, then you got to clean the damn thing afterward. Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay, show of hands. How many people have put the roaster pan in the dishwasher and said, fuck it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Done that. Uh, Mike White says, we've been throwing this thing since Friday. Wow. Uh, Gunpowder says in Texas everything's Coke. 
Well, now, I, I don't know. I've been in places, and I guess, you know, Texas is a big state. That's a big statement. I mean. State of confusion. I lived, and I hate to admit this, but <laughs> it's it's just fact. I lived in Austin for six months when I was a very young man. And that's a whole different part of Texas. It's really not even technically part of Texas. It's kind of like California, right in the middle of Texas. <laughs> California? Uh, Defense Dad says, I keep my fridge cold enough that it just barely doesn't freeze the milk. I like my milk cold. I have had my fridge so cold it froze the milk. Yeah, that's no fun. Uh, Defense Dad says, yeah, first time I went to Texas, I wanted a Coke at the restaurant. They asked me what kind. I think I was like 10. I was like, what well, the fuck? Are you, are you sure they didn't mean Diet Coke, Cherry Coke, or was it back then? Was it Did they have the new Coke? <laughs> it came in a little baggy. And yeah. anymore, it's like, well, we got Diet Coke and Coke Zero. It's like, okay, what the hell is even the difference? Yeah, I'll just get a bourbon. Screw it. <laughs> I got to jump out, Gary. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, if well. you're on a little later, maybe I'll try and jump back in. All right. If we don't see you again, Merry Christmas, Christmas, sir. Merry Christmas. <laughs> guys later. 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 Uh, Dale says hello to two live moo. It was all that uh, Japanese porn talk earlier. He had That's to go probably yeah, and yeah, go yeah, take care of something, you know. Rich says I had I had someone ask what kind of coke I wanted at some mom and pop restaurant in Columbus, Georgia, in the late nineties. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just I lived down there and I never experienced it. I I, I guess I was just in the wrong places. And I mean, there are some things that are different. Like barbecue in North Carolina is way different. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. it's yeah. And, and uh, living in Georgia, like I said, I just don't ever recall that. And you know, we went up to Atlanta from time to time, but yeah, I just and I've been in Texas and and some other places. I guess I just haven't been in the right place for somebody. I go, what kind of coke do you want? Do you want a Sprite? Do you, you know, <laughs> whatever? I'm gonna say my sisters have lived. In- I had two <laughs> sisters that lived in South Texas from about 1971 on, and we went there every year for vacation. I don't ever remember hearing that down. <laughs> uh, Defense Dad says the roaster is easy to clean. Comes out of the it comes out of the actual roaster. Okay, so the liner or the pan comes out. Okay. Yeah, but it's a big it pan. It takes up the That's whole thing. It's then you gotta you know put it on the towel to dry. All that. <laughs> you let it you let it sit with water, a little bit of soap bubbles in it for a couple of days. Yeah, to break up everything, then you scrub it out and then you yeah, kinda I, rinse it out and put it upside down on a towel. Like if you could just put like an aluminum pan in there that you threw away, I'm in. Like if somebody mm-hmm. sells that, I'll buy that. Now they do have for crock pots, they got these plastic oh, the bag liners, liners yeah. that you can put in them. Those are pretty good. Really? Yeah, that's where. Oh, yeah. If you're cooking like cheese and stuff so it don't burn yeah. on the inside of yeah, it. We yeah, did the, the it's kind of like an oven bag that you cook your turkey in, yep. but it sits inside the crock pot. Yep. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. We, we just did. We did two two crock pots with uh, uh, spicy breakfast sausage and cheese dip for tortilla mm-hmm. chips. You put that bag in there. You take it up, throw it in the garbage when you're done, and. You don't have to clean the crock pot. 
We used to have a couple crock pots that we kept in the break room out at work for when we had like, you know, the, <laughs> you know, the cookouts or something. Potlucks, yeah. yeah. And people would bring in stuff to make cheese dips and stuff like that. And a lot of times that's what they'd do is bring in those bags. Because yep. invariably what you'd ha- what would happen is you'd have one of these big get-together things and you'd have a dirty, nasty crock pot sitting in the sink in the break room full of water, you yep. know, in everybody's way. And you'd leave at night and nobody cleaned the damn thing. And it's like, come on, you know good and well they're going to take away our break room privileges if you guys leave nasty shit in the break room. So The, the, the best I- one is when they leave the dirty crock pot on top of the refrigerator and nobody touches Ew. it for like a month. No, we had management threaten us. Said you either clean up your mess or we're gonna start taking machines and everything. And we were getting free coffee. I mean, my company basically gave us free coffee, so we didn't want to piss them off. This is why we can't have nice things. (laughs) Rich said they had all kinds of different flavors of Coke. They put different syrups in it. Bernie Sanchez is out there. Merry Christmas, my friends. Merry Christmas, Bernie. Uh, Gunpowder says, no, nah, she shot the 1911 a while back and wasn't a fan. She wants something that'll fit in her coach purse, my old purse. Uh, Defense Dad says, Moo would have been like powdered, you moron. Defense Dad says, barbecue oh. lives in North Carolina. <laughs> talking about Coke, right, right, right. Coke, yeah. yeah. Justin Grimm is out there. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Merry no, no defense, Dad, but if he did, he'd learn how to make real barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, defense Dad says, what the fuck? You don't wash your regular roaster pan? It's the same size. My dad, back in the day, if he had something that big, he would just took it out in the backyard and put a little bit of dish soap in it, took the hose, and we would have cleaned it that way. Look, would have been the first time. I'm just saying, there have been times where we've had a big meal and maybe a few drinks afterward and some dessert, and then I'm on cleanup duty, and all I'm thinking is, fuck it, I'll buy new dishes, I'll buy a new roaster, a new crock pot, I'll buy new pots, and I don't care. I'll pit, put this in a lawn and leaf bag, and off it goes. <laughs> We're getting all new shit. I don't care. I have done that to Tupperware before. It kind of like reminds me of that movie... Was it, I believe, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, where they're up there on the roof and they're throwing dishes. One of them's throwing dishes off the roof. The other one's up there with a 12-gauge shooting them like skeet. (laughs) No, wait a minute. You haven't seen Die Hard, or you haven't seen A Christmas Story, but you've seen this movie. And at the end of it, dude's got the shotgun in his hand. He's like, dishes are done, man. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that would be a good way to take care of it, though. Uh, let's see. Crock-pot condoms. Yeah, that's basically what they are. Um, I'm just saying that at the end of the night, I'm tired and I don't feel like scrubbing dishes. Uh, Defense Dad says, pro tip, don't make the crock-pot dish the night before and keep in the fridge. You start from the crock-pot the next morning. And your wife will get pissed when she hears a loud pop from the thing cracking. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> true. So has anybody ever dropped the ceramic crock pot on the floor and, and broke it? Okay. No. Yeah, no. that happened that happened our in our house right after I got done washing it. I'm like, you couldn't have dropped it when it was dirty. 
<sighs> well, good thing you didn't drop it when it was full of food. Yeah, <laughs> that would be true. But it's just again, like what are you going to be doing picking up a hot crock pot? You know. Anyway, I do remember one year it was Thanksgiving, and Dad and I was sitting in the kitchen. My sister got there, and she had two wicker baskets full of rolls. And uh, mom wanted to run to the store. She said, well, I'll run mom to the store real quick. She says, I'm just going to turn the oven on. She just turned it on low and put those baskets in there. I said, should you put wicker baskets in the oven? She said, well, I'm just turning it on low. They'll be fine. So dad and I are sitting talking at the kitchen table. You know, basically we're looking right at the oven. I see a little bit of a flame in there. It's like. I told Dad, I said, oh, shit, that wicker basket. They had, you know, towels in them and everything over the rolls. And one of the towels caught on fire. I said, I said, uh, Carol's rolls are on fire. He goes, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Well, he just bought a brand-new fire extinguisher for the garage. And I said, I'll go get the fire extinguisher and put it out. And he says, do you think we need that? And I said, you got a better idea? He goes, nope. <laughs> so th- these were uh, these were halon fire extinguishers, so it's just gas. It wasn't dry powder or anything, so it didn't make a mess. But so I turned the oven off, opened the door, shot this stuff in there, put put it out, no problem. Fires out, and then all of a sudden, it's like now it's time for the smoke. Now that the fire's out room started filling up with this black ass smoke (laughs) so we had to open up and it's cold but we had to open up the kitchen windows and stuff to air out everything and mom and sis get home and everything said what happened i said your rolls caught on fire she goes well i can't believe it i said believe it she said well i guess we're not having rolls today i said nope you're not eating these It's like, I didn't panic. I put the fire out, but I told you not to put these in here. <laughs> Wicker basket. Wicker basket with kind of a tea towel. You know how you do it. You put a tea towel underneath, and then you put the rolls in there, and you kind of fold it over the top. Yeah. yeah. It's okay if you don't put it in the oven. <laughs> There's a pro tip for you, defense dad. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put your rolls in the oven. Or I remember out at work one day when one of the, shall we say, foreign nationals that was working, you know, you work at a nuclear power plant, you have all kinds of people that, let's just say, are not from America working out there. See? Um, And uh, I was watching one of them one time, he had a baked potato inside of a, all rolled up in aluminum foil. He's putting this in a microwave. I'm like, you might not want to turn that on. And he goes, why? I said, because we're going to have a light show. <laughs> I said, take it out of the aluminum foil. And, and this guy's being trusted to safely handle the the rods for the chain reaction and all that? <laughs> That's during construction days. He was just a construction engineer. But... And uh, let's see. When I worked for the IRS, we actually had a guy take a can of beans, a sealed can of beans, and put it in a microwave and blew it up. 
These are the people that collect our taxes. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I've seen a little of everything. We have Ron Wayne out there. Merry Christmas, Giz, and everyone from the Waynes. Merry Christmas to you. Ron Mike, you. Mike okay. is out there. Not to be confused with Mike White. This is the other Mike. Not we, we There's too many Mikes. Mikes. There's we got Mikes many. all over the place. We got Mike on a panel. We got too many Mikes. <laughs> we got Mikes all over the place. Mike, Mike. Uh, backing up a little bit. Gunpowder oh, says, Rich has got something to say about my hat. Yeah. Dawn dish spray. Yeah, spray it that night in hot water when you feel like cleaning it. Let the hot water sit for five or ten minutes. Bam! It's ready to rinse. Mm-hmm. Defense Dad says it was a brand new crock pot that she had just gotten two days earlier for Christmas. Well, it sounded like she got another one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Rich says, Moo must have not watched Gary's show on Friday. He doesn't know how controversial that hat. Oh, Optics Planet. Yeah. Oh, screw Optics Planet. <laughs> no, I, I, you know what? I, I was listening in <laughs> videos and I heard you guys going on and on about that. Yeah. They if, have super fast shipping. <laughs> okay. They're they're about as bad as Palmetto State Armory about saying it's in stock, and then when you click on it, it's not. Yeah, and yeah. then, yeah, the, the, the stories about people not getting their stuff surprise me. But, uh, the, you know, my experience has been, you know, one month later, and it's like, no. <laughs> I don't even care if the shipping's free. It's no. Bass Pro, I can remember back during the COVID 2020, I was trying to order ammo from Bass Pro. And yeah, it's like we got nine millimeter in stock, so you'd put you know three or four boxes on order, and you'd hit order, and it said the order went through, and then like five minutes later, you get an email that says your order is on back order. Estimated ship time is six weeks, <laughs> and then every two weeks you'd get a new email. Update. Uh, yeah. We have an update with estimated <laughs> ship time is six weeks from today. It's like after about three or four of those, it's like cancel the damn thing. Yep. I got this hat from one of my orders and I gave it to my wife and she threw it down in my office like last week. She goes, I don't like this hat. I'm like, ah, well, I'll wear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the only thing that came in the box, though. It's like you order, you know, five hundred dollars worth of ammo or whatever it is, and all you get is a stupid hat. <laughs> we'll we'll let you be front and center. Full screen. <laughs> sure, why not? Let's see. Okay, I didn't miss any emails from anybody. <laughs> I did tell people earlier that if you want a link. To uh, be on the uh, stream, if you want to be on this show too, send me an email at info at gizzardgary.com. I'll mail you back a link. And you can be on here and tell us how we do this stuff wrong. Or you can show off your new hat. Uh, let's see. Defense even Dad says, my mom crappy. set the sweet potatoes on fire one year at Thanksgiving with a broiler when she was trying to melt the marshmallows. Rack was too close to the broiler. Ouch. Uh, Chris from the 740 is out there. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, Bernie says, while my kids were little, I was teaching them how to start a fire. So a while later, the black smoke from the carpet was unbearable. <laughs> wow. You know, uh, my son set a Nerf ball on fire once. Yeah. Was that a Nerf ball? Yeah. He got oh, one to... of his mom's lighters and I was looking at him and I heard this. 
oh, oh, oh. I went and ran in his room. Here's a Nerf ball in the middle of the floor on his bedroom on fire. So I oh. ran in the kitchen real quick. I got a I got a Dutch oven I threw in. I just put it upside down over the top of it and put it out. Of course, it had, had to stink. Oh, it stank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Moo, I think you ought to do a video where you burn that hat. You'll get a lot of thumbs oh, yeah. up. <laughs> I should. You should do that. No, thank you. But it's got an American flag on it. Yeah, uh, look on the tag on the inside. <laughs> yeah, made in Vietnam. Vietnam. No, this one's made in China. At least it's made in the mainland. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I, uh, China. yeah, I, I have looked for things online, and the only place that's had it in stock was Optics Planet, and I said, "Oh hell no!" All right. Of course, okay, we okay. won't talk about where this Santa okay, Claus hat head, was huh? made, but... Okay, is that better? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rigger hat. That... Where's it made now? Damn it. <laughs> Squib is right. Vietnam? Yep. <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> I think maybe the only company that that sells a hat that's made in America, the only gun company, might be Henry. Yeah, there are American hats to be made or to be had, but uh, not too many. Uh, let's see. Sam of Anarchy says, geez, that's like someone pulling a Casey Ryback, putting a grenade in a cup of flammable liquid, sitting it in a microwave and turning it on. Boom. Ooh, Casey. Uh, I've seen people put uh I've seen people put raw eggs in microwaves. That does not end well. Uh Fence Dead, he says, I've still not never had a bad experience from Optics Planet, but it's usually less popular stuff, like a stock or a backpack or something that isn't ordered a lot. Uh, Rich White says, I'd jump on, but we're still waiting to see when our son drags his ass out of bed so we can open gifts. Don't you have a cowbell, man? Come on. I got one. <laughs> can say I got one right here on the desk. Everybody needs more cowbell. That's right. Uh, Tony says, I've seen baked potatoes explode in the oven. Yeah. Well, we used to do that in high school when they'd make us, because they made us take a damn home act class. And, yeah, we had one of the boys, as he was coming into class one day, he grabbed a couple eggs out of the refrigerator, put them in the oven, and turned the oven on. Teacher didn't know about it, of course. We were walking back to our desk. All of a sudden, you hear this, boom. <laughs> oh, that's egg, not potatoes. It's egg, yeah. They do explode. Uh Mike White says, companies that do that and know they don't have the item should be fined. Rich White says made in China is worse than made in Vietnam. That's true. Defense Dad says my two favorite hats are an Adidas hat and my HK hat that Squib got me. I've got a huge head and they fit the best. <laughs> He's over there bragging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got a big old head. I got a big head. 
Guns and Waters out there. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas to you. Also, Millsurp Duo. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, now, Gunpowder says, I made caramel apple cinnamon rolls in the dish. Broke as soon as I set it on a stove. Had to make a whole new batch for Tardot's work party because apparently you can't serve people broken glass. Yeah, some people are really picky about that. Oh, well, you can. It just makes sure people you don't like. Yeah, really. It's one of those, well, I was going to quit the job anyhow. <laughs> uh, Defense Dad says, I've seen potatoes explode too, but we used black powder in our tater gun instead of ether, so it may have been our fault. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about uh, potato guns last night, and uh, we were talking about, uh, so the, there's a drinking game called uh, Wizards. Uh, what's it called? Wizard staff or something like that, where you drink a beer and then you duct tape it to the next beer. You down that duct tape it to the next one. Once you get to your height of how many beers, all those duct tape beer cans, you can smack the shit out of somebody's face that you're drinking against. And uh, so wow. we're talking, my son and I were talking about that and he's, you know, 24 years old. And, uh, and then I got talking about back when I was a kid, you know, the beer cans had the zipper down the, the side of it. They were like real beer cans. They weren't these cheap aluminum cans. Oh, yeah. And they were the same diameter as a tennis ball. And so you cut the bottom and the top out of them and uh, put lighter fluid in there, duct tape them together, and launch it like a potato gun, but with a tennis ball. And uh, he's like, oh, <laughs> He goes, really? That tennis ball will go out of sight. Oh, yeah. So then we started putting them like this and have somebody light it from the side. <laughs> Launch it like an RPG or something. <laughs> that didn't work out well. Uh, my buddy Scott Provost set his arm on fire. <laughs> what is it with you and things catching on fire, dude? Yeah. Dude, it's it always a pattern here. Fire. Yeah, no, don't come to Thunder on the Prairie. Okay. I'll bring my muzzle loader. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Defense Day says, nah, just have a big head and hard to find hats that are comfortable. I wear a seven and seven eighths fitted hat, and even then, I have to have a good haircut. That'll grease your head. Uh, Roll Call 219 is out there. Merry Christmas oh. to you all. Merry Christmas, Roll Call. Also, Mr. Knives. Roll Call is all kinds of venison, I bet. Uh, let's see. Rich White says, I'm starting to think Moo is a pyromaniac, you think? I don't put labels on people. Um, really? <laughs> it's so <laughs> judgmental. <laughs> don't worry, I'll help you with that. I mean, I don't like people putting labels on me. Maybe that's it. <laughs> what if so it's you... a kick me sign on your back? <laughs> you heterosexual pyromaniac. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, wait, what are you trying to tell us? <laughs> I like girls and fire. Is that like, I like sex and candy? Something like that. Oh, don't get me on Macy's Playground right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should do song quiz. Should. Oh, what? Yeah, we played trivia last night on Rich's show, but it was rigged. And I, didn't I was watching it. I think Rob D. was Googling it. 
I think there may have been somebody <clears throat> in the chat here, not mentioning names, <clears throat> but somebody who's out there commenting who may or may not have been texting people <laughs> some answers. <laughs> and you know who you are. Yeah, Rich. Mm, wasn't Rich, but oh. there there may or may or may not have been some text going around. I didn't I didn't get to the end of the show yet when I was rewatching it today because it was three and a half hours long. Now I didn't name any names, so if anybody out there feels guilty, then you know I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> there were some hard questions though. That was some hard trivia questions, some of those. Yeah, they were. Some of them were, were, were like they said, softballs, but, you know. Well, that first one I got, it's like, okay, this is ridiculous. And yep. then, you know, Rob D gets this simple, there's only one answer question. I, I get this, like, how many average, you know, things happen this year? It's like, it's a number. It's like, who knows this shit? Nobody. So anyway, I almost, I took second. It's all right. And we were playing for other people out in the audience. We weren't playing for ourselves. Oh, that's right. That was that's that's the cool part. That was a pretty cool part. Yeah, I was I was playing for Krabby Turtle and uh Rob was playing for I believe Coop. C and T Designs and Arms, who ended up getting the prize. So if I was playing, I'd I'd choose to play for Travis T because he always wins. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That was funny on your show Friday. What's that? Oh, oh it's like the giveaway. Yeah, starting to spin the giveaway, and Snob goes, and Travis T is the winner. And then it was like freaking yeah, Travis before T. we even <laughs> hit the drawing. Yeah, <laughs> but then he he uh, he said spin again, and I I can't remember uh, who ended up winning that. Did it spin? It spin twice, didn't it? Yeah, because he said to respin. Now, Justin yeah. Grimm says, ask the panel their favorite gift so far this year. Mm. Okay. You guys want to take a stab at that? You go first. Um. Well, I did get a big-ass bar of soap last night. Somebody's trying to tell me something. <laughs> Was it on a rope? No, the box literally said "big ass bar." <laughs> so you can't use it on your armpits. Uh, I mean, <laughs> eventually it'll wear down, I guess. You got to use uh, it on your ass for a little while. Yeah. Um, this this year, uh, we got the kids stuff for Christmas. Yeah. Um, for us, we kind of. Did our Christmas present to each other was a, a vacation we took a couple weeks ago. So uh, it was a good vacation. So, you know, what's interesting is uh, while we were on vacation, we got these hand-carved chopsticks for the kids uh, because our, our older son likes to eat with chopsticks. Our younger son doesn't know how to, but he wants to learn. So we got these things, and I got these big, tall ammo cans, and I filled them with ammo for the kids. And, by the way, they're hard to buy for because some of the calibers they want – Anyhow, I, I've got I've got all this ammo in there, and I've got the chopsticks buried in the bottom. So the kids, 
are, are, op- are going through the ammo can and all this other stuff. And my older son sees the chopsticks and he goes nuts over these chops. And I'm going, there's like 600 rounds of ammo in here. And what's the most? <laughs> the chopsticks. <laughs> chopsticks. <laughs> <sighs> wow. That's like when I used to buy my kids a giant gift for Christmas when they're tiny, you know, and they would take the gift out and then play with the box. Oh, yeah. It's kind of the same thing with the chopsticks, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Guns and Barbecue's out there, and uh, he says they wanted Squib to drop it. Hmm. I'm not sure about that. Now, Rokal, he says old people stink. Who you calling old? Come on, man. I think he's trying to say why I need the bars. So yeah, I know. Old. <laughs> <laughs> so good to see all these people. We got 32 people watching this, believe it or not. So Merry Christmas to everybody out there. We got a giveaway here in about 15 minutes. Uh, swag giveaway. And just want to let everybody know that we are giving away this pocket knife. This is a Civivi Elementum with the Ultim handles, which I just dropped. But uh, there it is. I saved it. Anyway, this is going to somebody here in about 15 minutes. That hashtag is EBC165. That's EBC for early bird chat 165. Single Shot says, you guys aren't old. Well, in comparison, well, I don't know. Shit. We're all old. Single Come on, Shot's man. not that old either. According to my kids, we're all old because we're all over 40. So, Oh, right. You know. <laughs> uh, Rich says, part of my wife's Christmas gift was going to the Maryland Theater in Hagerstown to watch her Christmas carol. And the Maryland Symphony's Christmas show. So did you tell us what your favorite gift was, Moo? Um, Not yet, but uh, my wife um, got me a really kick-ass custom-made cutting board. Nice. Made out of wood? Yeah, it's, um, it, it was mahogany. It, it's mahogany and uh, oak and something else. There's three woods in it. You, you and, realize uh, that wood is flammable, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's my first thing we sure at. <laughs> Especially with the uh, you know the finish that's on it, it's really flammable. No, she got me that and. Uh, course the uh, obligatory uh you know pajama pants but uh the cutting board is i mean that thing is heavy holy moly you know you know the flame is out of the romance when they're trying to actually give you clothes to wear a bit (laughs) oh no (laughs) because uh oh boy (laughs) well you know (laughs) say put clothes on dude (laughs) <laughs> we've, been, we've been married for 31 years. I, I may or may not have some pajama <laughs> bottoms on I got for Christmas yesterday. <laughs> oh, crap. Wait, are what, they what? camel? No, <laughs> no, but um, she got me two pairs, so that's really sending a message, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. one goes in the wash, 
when the other one's not. I mean, don't take my <laughs> word for it. And you could always say, Gizzard, what the hell do you know? You've been married and divorced a number of times. So yes, that means you have stage advice. <laughs> don't make fun <laughs> of yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been there, done that, and got a few t-shirts to prove it. Got, yeah, a couple uh, t-shirts. Right? Yeah, no pajamas, though. Damn, maybe I didn't do it right. Maybe you guys are doing it right. Tony says no pajamas here. Well, so so last night, you know, Christmas Eve, right? Yeah. So we got all the kids here and everybody else is here. And we're like, oh, okay, you know, Christmas Eve, we do the pajamas. You know, open your gift. It's your pajamas or whatever. And my wife is like, I forgot which one of these boxes are for everybody. <laughs> she, she didn't write on it. <laughs> oh, wow. He got a ride on it, man. <laughs> so we decided it was like 8 o'clock. Um, she she gave out a few a few gifts, and a couple of them weren't the pajamas. And so we decided to wait till midnight, and we just opened everything last night at midnight. <laughs> so... Like, eh, cat's out of the bag now. You know, might as well just open everything. So Guns of Water says, Bidenomics is heating your house with your cutting board. <laughs> oh, Ozzy, um, it's, it was a custom cutting board. Uh, a friend of ours is a woodworker. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he made it custom for me. And uh, TPC does uh, custom boards, too. Yeah. Yep. He actually sent me, check this out. Boomstick Revenge says only one kid listened and got me ammo. What you got? It's an F-bomb. Oh, cool. F-bomb bottle opener. Nice. Yep. TPC sent me that. I just got it yesterday. Yeah, I went to a. I went to a party one time and somebody at the party had this stuff thing they were throwing back and forth at each other and I looked and it was a little stuffed cherry bomb and it had F written on it. I said, what's this? I said, it's an F bomb. It's like, okay. Yeah, I used it last night on a Stella. Had a little Stella action. But uh, yeah, you know, you know, thoughts going out TPC, he just lost his mother. So yeah. You know, and he's been taking care of her for a lot of years. Yeah, that's sad. Yep, yep. Ozzy says, Booze Butcher Block is here in Effingham. I drove through Effingham this last year. I did not see Ozzy. Well, I did see him later on at the show. I was on my way to NRAM. But uh, I figured they'd have signs there, you know, home of Ozzy. But I did not see these signs as I drove through on the interstate. So. Just a big water tower with a heart on it. Agorizer says, all I want for Christmas is to hashtag free CRS. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Sadly. He's in the pokey, man. He's... Yeah... Freddy's going to be there for a while. They can free all other kinds of felons, but, you know. Oh, yeah. They're, they can let all kinds of people out that's been jailed for marijuana charges. I saw that Biden was letting a bunch of people out of jail. And I, I, saw, I didn't verify this, but there was, like, 
let 40 murderers go recently? I don't oh, I, I can't verify that, but but we can't we can't let people like that loose. Let's see. Ozzy says home of the giant cross. Yes, that's true. Uh, Guns of Barbecue says, Quick Squib, send him your soap. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I got my I got my son some uh, uh, Celestron uh, uh, binoculars and a tripod. Uh-huh. And uh, Cirrus was outside last night when he first started opening the gifts. And Jupiter was out. And we go out there, we're like ready to look at it, and all of a sudden it's all cloudy. I'm like son of, son of a. <laughs> so we couldn't look at the at the stars or anything. Uh, Not, Mike White yeah, I, says, if Trump gets in, he may pardon CRS. Uh, Tony says, how far from Olney are you, Mikey? Who me? I I don't know which Mikey he's talking to. Uh, Defense Dad, he says, damn, I put you guys up on a big screen because people keep calling. Some of you need to trim your nose hairs. I trimmed mine this morning. I probably do, but that's beside the point. Don't look at the edges of my ears because I got the old man ear hair coming out, too. You know? See, I got this right here. <laughs> oh, I got one of those. I got a brand new one. I just have right it. Right here in my front desk. Drawer. Mine is actually rechargeable. And it's got a, it's got a little digital readout on the side that it's got two speeds on it too. The coolest damn nose hair trimmer you ever saw in your life. It's like tell you how many like round bales that you've accumulated. Yeah, <laughs> those are cool. Eggerizer says, "All right, we'll accept hashtag in the Fed." Okay. Uh oh. I'm two degrees away from my turkey being done. Stan says, y'all are disturbing on a 75-inch screen. I'm sorry. I'm going to go ahead and share, because it's getting close. I'm going to go ahead and share the giveaway tool on here. Oh, since it's a kick-ass knife, I'm going to have to enter. We have 22 people entered so far. E-B-C. Hashtag EBC165 giving away some channel swag and a Civivi Elementum. This is one I reviewed one of one of the knives mm-hmm. I reviewed on my channel this past year. So Oh, I got a Civivi right here. Civivi. <laughs> Which one's that one? That's the um uh, Lazar. Oh, okay, that's one I don't have. That's the uh, um, Elijah Isham. Oh yeah, brand that got shot by the cops. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, he got killed in Ohio. <clears throat> yeah, Guns of Water says not only do old people stink, they got hairy noses and ears. Wow. Yeah, I think my ears grow hair like corn. Boy, they do. Like, every night, there's, like, another... What's like, bad is when you miss one, and then you get out to the car, and you're looking at yourself in the rearview mirror, you know, with the sunlight and everything. It's like, good Lord, is that a hair sticking out of my ear? Is that attached? Do you go pull on it? It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I don't care how good your lights are in your 
bathroom. You can't see as well. Best the best you can see is right in your rearview mirror in your car, man. You can see everything there. Oh yeah. Uh, defense. <laughs> Which knife is he giving away? I missed it earlier. It is the elementum. The elementum with the old Tim handles. Not the button lock. This is the standard elementum. But the Ultim grips, if you will, which is kind of a resin-like material. So that giveaway will be in about three minutes. The urine-handled one, Weston says. I guess that's appropriate. Uh, we have Captain Codebook out there saying Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Captain Codebook. And he got his hashtag in there. All of a sudden, we have 28 people in the giveaway. You got about two minutes. Uh, Defense Dad says, Gary, what's annoying is when you realize you have an eyebrow hair that's long enough you can see it without a mirror. <laughs> yeah. Good <laughs> Lord. Yeah, my daughter gets after me sometimes says, Dad, trim your eyebrows. It's like, why? She says, you look like an old man. I said, I am an old man. <laughs> yeah. Get off me and make me a sandwich. Yeah, that go over real well with my daughter. Change my diaper. Ah, her time's coming. <laughs> I exactly. told her. I told her. Okay. 28 people. We got 33 out there in the audience. There's still time to enter that hashtag. If you would like to be part of this drawing, that is hashtag EBC165. Oh, by the way. We are also on Facebook, and we are also on X, formerly known as Twitter. So we're on three different platforms. You can enter in all three. I don't know if we got anybody watching out on Twitter. but uh, uh, Captain Codebook says, just came back in from trying my new Freedom Seeds. Hornady, 115 green XTP, me likey. Thanks, red suit, red, fat red-suited man. <laughs> now what do you drink? Now what do you drink, Squib? Got a different cup. Drinks don't last forever. Oh, I just switched back to coffee. Then oh. I got something else in mind when I'm done with this. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, for those of us who are in the real time zone, it's uh, almost <laughs> noon, so you know what that means. Oh, See, Gary, you gotta wait. <laughs> you gotta wait until later, you know, because you're, you're you're further back. That's true. I have, a... or, you, or you just don't go to bed. Well, he don't have to get up as early either. That's true. Yeah. So he's got more energy to party later. So that's true. And I get to have another Christmas tomorrow because I have a package coming tomorrow. From somebody we know. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. that's not a Christmas package. It's just, I just. It is as far as I'm it. concerned. I'm going to oh, pretend well, it is. Okay, you can pretend. It just it's happened to be December when it got mailed. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so it's time for the giveaway, folks. 29 people out there. AK Lover just got in on the giveaway. Captain Codebook. Anyone try the Puerto Rican eggnog? And we also, by the way, want to say hi to Keith Gregory. 
Puerto Rican eggnog. I am Wait, not. Is that like a euphemism for something? It might be. Let's go ahead and hit that giveaway tool. Let's see who's going to win this knife. Do it. All right. <laughs> so good luck, everybody out there. Better not be Travis T, by the way. Damn Watch it. You said man. his name. No. Jacob. Jacob S. Woo-woo. All right. Well, congratulations, Jacob. I'm sure you have his email. And I do have his mailing address. <laughs> and uh, he's also going to get us a VV knife, courtesy of me. So, Damn. Merry, Merry Christmas. Wait, do they have to be present to win? <laughs> he's present, I'm pretty sure. Nope, I don't see him. I'm going to block him. <laughs> You're going to block him. <laughs> <laughs> He hasn't said anything yet. I mean, there's a 20 <laughs> second delay, but well, know. he might he might be in or not. But, uh, I didn't say you had to be present, twin, because I know, like I said earlier, this is a Christmas morning show. People are going to be in and out, spending time with their families, doing this or that. So I wouldn't dare make you have to sit and watch all three hours of this. But if you do, that's great. Uh, so oh, congratulations, yeah. Jacob. Yeah, right not on. that I wouldn't have given it to Travis. I mean, fair's fair. I was just kidding about that. Although he does, he has won the giveaway, and I don't know how many he's turned down, but he's won at least twenty times on foul territory. Wow! Uh, at least twice as much as anybody else has ever won. So he's lucky. Let's put it that way. Uh, okay, so Defense Dad says, the epiphany that you're getting old as a guy is the first time you're getting your hair cut and they trim your eyebrows without asking you. I think I was <laughs> like 39. I did one time because my daughter was giving me grief. She said, your eyebrows look wild, so. I was getting a haircut anyway. I said, can you trim my eyebrows? It's not like I can't do it. I've got trimmers. It's like, well, you can't trim your beard. It's because I don't give a shit. That's why I don't trim my beard. But Because eh. I don't there have to. Right there. I don't have to go to work anymore. I don't have to impress anybody. Because they would have been giving me grief. You know, you need to look a little bit more professional, sir. <laughs> I don't know. There's probably some chicks that liked all those bushy, stray eyebrows. I mean, you're an IT guy. You're supposed to look like an idiot. That's pretty much stock. I mean, come on. Here's the thing. Don't they keep the IT guys like in a dark corner of the third floor and nobody sees you anyhow? There's always like dripping water in the background. And We were in a room on the first floor that was colder than shit. It, was, it used to be a training room. And... uh yeah, it's the only place that nobody else wanted, so they gave it to us and everything. And But we had a popcorn machine, so we were very nice. popular. Because we'd fire up that popcorn, everybody would be, you know, they could smell it all over the building. And people would just all of a sudden have to walk through our office. You guys got popcorn? You want some? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they... Uh... They had the IT guys move into where the CAD guys were, so that area was always dark, and the IT guys loved it. Oh, People yeah. would come in there and bug them because it, the lights were off. It was wide open, but you know, they had cubicles. But it was, and then later, um, 
when we built a new building, we put the IT guys up on the third floor where all the execs were and nobody would go up there because they were afraid of all the execs. So the IT guys loved it. They had like, you know, one, one fourth of the, the floor and peace, you know, but you're supposed to be near the server room, right, Gary? Well, in the last year or two, I worked, you know, we got taken over by corporate and they moved all of our servers to Topeka. So oh. all of our servers were remote after that point. Hmm. Because uh, nah, sure. they, they had a server farm there in corporate. They took care of that stuff. So Server room's nice. It's so cold in there. You can keep your beer in there. And... <laughs> yeah, but... They made us do rounds in there because they had monitoring equipment and occasionally the HVAC stuff would break down and part of the room's too hot, you know. It's like, I can't fix it. What do you want me to do? Hey, it's too hot in there, guys. Send somebody to fix it. Got to call the facilities department. We'll take care of it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Then they're like, well, we've got it on our calendar for like, three weeks. Oh, see, this is how you bribe the facilities guy to take care of your stuff right away. Be like, you want an admin password? Let's make a deal. <laughs> I won't say we never did that. Uh, and and it's, and it's password, one, two, three. Well, what we could do is we could uh, give your domain account admin rights, so the next time you logged in, you'd have admin rights. Pretty easy yeah. to do from our yeah. console end, so... It was, it was always something where it's like uh, you'd get a new guy in IT and I'd come up there and I'd have a problem and they'd be like, did you fill out a help desk ticket? And then one of the guys that's been around was like, no, 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 this guy do a help desk ticket, you know, because if they had a problem, they were one of the departments. I was right up there right away. What do you guys need? Oh, when we first start, oh. we first got taken over by corporate. They're like, okay, nobody gets any special treatment, no walk-ins. Everybody has to call corporate help desk. And then once you get the ticket, then you can work on it. And we'd have people walk through the room and it's like, you're right here. You know, I, I'm locked out of my account. Well, you know, if you tell them, well, call the help desk first, that's not going to go over real well when the VP of, you know, engineering is locked out of his network account. You're going to unlock his account right now. And I told my boss that it's like, we're going to have to play that by ear because we're a walk-up facility. Yeah. You know. And that's the right way to handle it. We'd have people come in at seven in the morning and their computers all screwed up and they'd be told, submit a help desk ticket. I'm like, how am I going to do that? My computer's screwed up. Right. So they'd be like, we'll do it on your phone. So you go onto your phone, which is more work. It goes to a place in Mexico. That's an hour behind. And then they decide if, and when they're going to, send it to somebody who's physically in the building on the same floor to handle the, and it's, you, yeah, that's, that's what ends up happening. We'd have people walk in the room with their laptops and say, I've been talking with the help desk for two days trying to get this fixed and they can't figure it out. Can you help me? It's like, let me look at it and I look at it. It's like, Oh yeah, here, do this and that. It's like, Oh, Cool. Well, thanks. Why couldn't they do that? Because they don't know anything up there in corp. They're paid to answer phones. That's what they do. <laughs> so uh, Guns and Water says, well, now I'll just EDC my butter knife. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> 
Captain Codebook said they did my ear hairs. Okay. Uh, Defense Dad says, I'm going to try this new place next time that has a bar to wait for your haircut and you get a free drink with each cut. Well, now, that'd be all right. Yeah, my friends told me about this gun store that's about an hour away from me that they've got a barber shop and a restaurant in it. So I think I might get my next haircut there, see how it is. That might not suck. Uh, We have Ron 2A Matters out there saying Merry Christmas Anomaly Documentaries. Wad up, Gizzard Gary and friends. Captain Cobook says, any Christmas Gorn? Well, that YouTube approves of? Um, no, I haven't solicited anybody for Gorn on this. Let's see. Uh, Defense Dad says, so does Moon need to adjust the sights on his fishing reels based on the shelf behind him? <laughs> I, got a, I got a few reels over there. What squid bed? Do you have a gun on the screen? Nope. <laughs> that was a holster. Oh, there, okay. might have, there might have been a gun in the holster. <laughs> I was going to say, it flashed by so fast, but I could have swore there was a gun in that holster. That was an airsoft holster. Of course. I mean, I've got a lot of black powder behind me, uh, and according to the federal government, that is not a firearm. <laughs> so. But. Uh, I don't know if you may not have been around, but a couple of weeks ago, I had one of my Faust Territory episodes get taken off the air. YouTube kicked it off the live stream because I was showing Gorn, and Snob had sent a picture of a pistol. They, he had it in his hand. He took a picture of it and mailed it in. I put it on the screen. Well, YouTube viewed that as a live firearm on the screen shut my stream down. That's... <laughs> You know, their algorithm and their bots and all that. Plus, they just pick and choose. Or there's no rhyme or reason. Or <laughs> Snob says it's all my fault. Yeah, they probably just saw where it came from, and that was That's all it, it. took. That's totally it. Luckily, it was at the end of the show when I was doing all the, you know, everybody do your plugs. So we were virtually a minute from ending it anyway. So uh, Dale Pogue says, family is arriving. Merry Christmas, everyone. Michael Dunn is out there. Merry Christmas, guys. Anybody else? Uh, if, I, if I didn't call your name and you're out there, then you wave your hand back and forth out there saying, hey, you missed me. But yeah, I know people are going to have to. They're going to come in and out. I'm just glad everybody could stop by. We still have 32 people in the audience. I really appreciate that. I wanted to do this because I haven't done there. I think this is the third time this year I've done early bird chat. And I figured Christmas morning, and it just so happened with my schedule, I was going to be home. It's like, why not fire up a chat and see who wants to talk a little bit? So, uh, hey, Gary, you going to do this for a little longer? My, uh, my turkey just hit temp. I got to go pull the turkey. Yeah, I'll be on for a while. All right. All right. I'll, st- I'll stay on, just mute, and I'll uh, be right back, hopefully. Okay. In the meanwhile, Defense Dad says, I want to order one of those wooden puzzle guns that shoot rubber bands. They've got an AK one that is select fire with working full auto. The cat will hate me. Yeah. <laughs> Your cat will hate you. Uh, Mike White, 2A Advocacy, says, NEA had his stream shut down last week for showing a toy gun. 
But yet some people can get away with it. I think it just, it randomly, like it sees an image and, and the, you know, maps it out or does whatever and says, oh, this is it and this isn't. Or I don't know. I don't think they're, you know, YouTube, they've got like this room full of people like we're out to get these guys, you know. Well, it, it, I mean, you're in IT, you know, all that computer stuff doesn't, it's, it's never going to really replace people. Yeah. Well, the rumor has it that there may be some anti-gun folks about because they know that the people that resolve YouTube issues are largely out of the office last week or two, so they can flag videos left and right, and it's going to be a while before the people can resolve them out there. So there may be something to that, or it may be a conspiracy theory. Who knows? Uh, Gun Snob says, now that Moose gone, the show just got better. Wow. Uh, Fence Dad says, they also have a Tommy gun that also ejects spent shells from the drum mag every time it shoots rubber band. They look sweet. Where are you yeah. finding all these toys, man? Yeah, but have you ever tried to reload a drum mag? Just load it? It's no fun. No. Okay, so if you're out there and you want a link to jump in the panel, want to say hi to Woods. Woods is out there. Says, hey, fellas. Uh, you can send an email to me at info at com. If you're a channel member on YouTube, there's a link for everybody out there on my community tab, by the way. Uh, if I know you and you promise not to expose yourself on the screen, I'll give you a link. This is... This is for everybody. So, uh, Ozzy says, Snob, are you going to jump in and sing Christmas songs? Oh, wow. Uh, That'll run the audience off. It'll be like watching Elf. Defense Dad says, it's a company called Roker Geek, I guess is how you pronounce that. Rocker Geek, Roker Geek. Laser cut wooden puzzles that you have to build. Uh, Snob says, I would, but busy getting stuff done for Christmas. Well, you got to do what you got to do, man. Guns of Water says, Squib, you lay them in, close the door, and wind it up. Uh, just depends on, on what it is. Some of them, it's just kind of a pain. Only reason I was able to jump on this morning is because we did our Christmas last night and we're just taking it easy today. But yeah, I'm sure a lot here. of people are driving and, you know, and I ain't got little kids no more. My kids are older. So it's kind of nice because, well, when they were younger, I still got them guns. It doesn't matter. But, uh, you know, uh, Christmas shopping is um, sometimes it's still challenging for the older kids, but I, I try to surprise them with something. Now, do you have grandchildren yet? I have a grand dog. A grand dog, okay. A grand dog that's as big as a horse. The thing's already knocked over the Christmas tree once, <laughs> almost did it a second time. Uh, jumped up on me. I am almost spilt my wine last night. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no no grandkids yet. But uh, if they come about, because I don't know that I'm, I'm going to get them, but uh, if they do, they'll be uh, well-armed. So, yeah. Michael Dunn says, a great Dane. Uh, Kane Corso. 
Tony says grandkids are great. Yeah, my granddaughter is 11. Hope and have. If, if there's any luck, I'll have another one here one of these days. My, my daughter and son-in-law are trying. And, uh, well, the last one, she was pregnant for a while and that did not work out. So sadly, the kids are back to trying again. So, but, uh, she's only 35. There's still a little bit of time there. So. Travis T says, I would have guessed Mastiff. Well, Snob says, I was going to buy my grandkid another gun for Christmas, but figured I would wait a little while. Well, there's plenty of NAA mini revolvers out there. You got the 22 short, so you could work up to the 22 long rifle this next year and then 22 mag the next year or something like that. You know, You can always just buy it and save it for them. Well, yeah, if you come upon a good deal. I mean, the kid isn't going to be shooting them for a while. (laughs) And I mean, different people have different, you know, opinions about what to start off their kids or grandkids with. And, you know, some people it's a single shot 22. For me, I start my kids at five with a 38 revolver. You know, everybody's different. So uh, even if they don't, even if you don't get them a gun, they're probably going to end up liking one of grandpa's guns and going to want it one day. So, so a full, a six inch, or are you talking a snubby? No, nah, a four, four inch or longer 38 special. Yeah. I've, I've just started my, my kids off with, with, uh, revolvers and, you know, it, my grandpa's revolver. Uh, so I've, I've, I've done that and it's worked out really good, but you know, for some people it's, uh, something smaller or something lighter. I, I've tried, you know, when the kid can't hold the gun cause it's so heavy. That's my question. It's like, can a five-year-old even hold a gun like that? I, I mean, boys can, I mean, I don't, I don't have any daughters, so I don't, I don't, I don't get the whole daughter. At that thing. age, you know, probably wouldn't matter much. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, I didn't shoot a gun for the first time till I was 16 years old, you know, and I have that gun down in my safe. So that's one thing is, uh, you know, my thing is pass it down. You know, when I, when I go, my kids are going to get all my stuff. Uh, the thing is, if I don't have any grandkids, I don't know where it's going to go. They could give it to some of the stuff I've got in my mill syrup could go to a museum, but that there's no guarantee it'll go on display. There's no guarantee the museum won't sell it one day because they got to pay their bills. So right. who knows what will happen to it. But I, I like to see stuff passed down through the family because it means more, you know, if dad had this or grandpa had this or, or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. First gun I ever shot was one that my dad had sent home from World War II, and it was a German, it's a little twenty two Mauser rifle, uh, bolt action, single shot. And uh, I shot that when I was about 10 years old. I remember Dad, Dad floated some beer cans on the creek and had me shoot at them as they went by to see if I could lead them or not. And that was fun. And shoot, by the time I was 12, I think he bought me my first uh, single shot 12 gauge so I could go hunting with him. And once I proved I could handle that, he bought me my own real gun and went from there. But uh, yeah, I still have that 
I still have that Mauser. So nice. Yeah. That'll nice. get that'll get handed down to somebody. We were at some store and we were in the toy department looking around and this old timer nudges my son. I think he was eight at the time and he's pointing at this BB gun and he goes, Hey, uh, wouldn't you like to get one of those? And my son looks right at him. He goes, why? I got a real gun at home and turns around and walks away. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Tony says, I bought all the grandkids guns last Christmas. I'm still sitting on two. Ozzy says, my granddaughter is 22 in a couple weeks. Uh, Guns and Barbecue says, I miss my cane corso. Do you miss the damage it did? Because the thing is a horse. Pretty much. Tony says, I did the single shot round here, or route here. Snob says, that's why I got mine a 22 short. It's just the right size for a newborn. See, there Uh, you go. Bet he hadn't shot it yet. Ah, those little NAA mini revolvers are fun. I own a couple of them. Yeah, I had the guy at the gun store trying to convince me to buy a single-shot bolt action for my kid. Uh, and I said, I'll just get him this 1022. And he goes, well, yeah, but, you know, it's got a 10-round mag in it. I go, yeah. Well, aren't you worried? It's semi-auto and it's 10-round. He's just going to, well, one, no, because I'm going to teach him safety. And two, what's the difference between putting one round in the mag and putting one round in a single-shot rifle? Now say you just, can easily do that. Yeah, and he just looks at me like dumbfounded, and I'm just like, "Sell me the 1022, dude." Yeah, because then they got something they can move. You know, once I mean, they prove they can handle one round, then you give them two or three. You yeah, know? like why would I buy two two guns and then one gun that he's not gonna probably not gonna want to shoot when he's older, unless there's something where you've got to have something where you can only keep one round in it because there could be, uh, you know, a shooting competition or maybe some odd hunting law or something like that. Where, where it comes in handy. That's why I'm saying, you know, he didn't, my kids never wanted a BB gun. I think uh, my older son, he got an airsoft uh, and he used that for a short time. But then after a while, it's kind of like, meh, why? You know? So just got an email from Single Shot says, got a link and I just replied to it. Yes, I do. So, uh, Okay, Tony says, I bought the two toddler Savage Rascals and the other six Ruger Wranglers. Defense Dad says, started my daughter with the first gun I ever shot, Grandpa's Ruger Mark One. Nice. Guns Barbecue says, yes, wildly enough, I missed the damage as well. You learn to love it in an odd way. Dude, you're just sick. <laughs> Glutton for punishment. Ozzy says, I got my granddaughter her first gun three years ago, a Glock 42. Okay. I've got some guns in the safe that the kids don't know about that uh, they're going to end up with at some point. But uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. If my granddaughter lived closer to me, being at the age she is, which is 11, going on 19, by the way. Uh, I would definitely take her out. Of course, it's not like the old days. And back when I was a kid, you could take kids out in the country. There's places you could go. You could shoot guns. Now there's very few places you can even go where they won't call the law on you. If you're out in the country, you know, shooting a gun. But the nice thing about 
you're going back to the 22, the 1022, or in my case, a Marlin 60, kind of six on one side, half a dozen on the other. They'll work as single shots. They'll work as multiple shots. And it's something, even as an adult, you can still enjoy picking up every once in a while and plinking with it. It's yeah. not something you just outgrow and it's like, I don't want this anymore. This is useless. Nah, it's still good for stuff. So uh, Travis T says, the good thing about single shot guns is they try to make each shot count instead of just blasting away. There's something to that, probably. I mean, that was the mentality back in the Second World War, why so many countries didn't want to adopt semi-auto rifles. You can teach your your kid or your grandkid, you know, discipline with that. So I'm not saying they have to have it, uh, but and, – and don't get me wrong. I mean, I shoot black powder revolvers. They're slow. Some people are like, this is just they, – they shoot it once and they go, well, this is boring. I want to be able to just slap magazines in it. And I go to the range and I watch people just dump ammo down range and they don't even hit the target and they're just having a good old time. Or you watch these videos that get all the views. Somebody's shooting a steel gong at, at point-blank range and dumping as fast as they can. And that's like that takes no skill. So I'm not saying that slow and deliberate isn't uh, – you know, a, a useful thing, but you can, you can single load or, you know, only put three rounds or five rounds in a mag and, uh, or, or just, you know, make it into something where when you're teaching them the, the mechanics of, of shooting and whatnot, you know, I, I don't believe that whole slow is smooth and smooth is fast crap. It's just some BS saying, but yeah. uh, there is something about what's more effective rounds on target or rounds down range. Well, it depends on what you're doing. You know, if you're covering somebody or you're withdrawing, rounds down range is more important. But when you're advancing or when you're trying to put dinner on the table, then rounds on target or you're trying to win a competition, rounds on target are more important. So, um, you know, I just think that uh, it's it's just a matter of of what you what you teach somebody. Yeah, somebody sent a video into the channel was this last week or the week before somebody. These two kids at a gun range, and they had what appeared to be a Glock 19 or something like that. And they loaded it up, and they put the target out at about 10 yards, and they were just mag dumping. Bang, 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 bang. They bring the target up. <laughs> There's no rounds on target. Zero. <laughs> I'm like, Wow. Yeah, what good does it do to fire 17 rounds downrange if none of them hit the target? And we've got slow fire at my range, and some yeah, people have walked that. off the range because they, they don't want to do that. It's like, dude, the, the range where you can mag dump is 90 minutes away. Go for it. You'll be waiting in line. But uh, they have slow fire because of the noise. If mm-hmm. if we've got you know 25 stations and we're just mag dumping, the noise is going to cause the rich people on the other side of the lake uh, fund the campaigns of these local politicians to get the range shut down. And now we're all driving 90 minutes to the range. And I, that's not the only range around, but I'm saying 10 minutes from my house is a range where you can shoot at different distances all day long for $4. And you could leave and come back and don't pay again. Kids shoot for free. It's a family oriented range. It's a new shooter oriented range. It's a sight in your rifle for deer season kind of range, that sort of thing. It's not for all these tactical kids that, that just think that that's all it is because they watched a movie and they think they're an operator. 
And I've seen those people get in arguments with the range safety officers. I've seen them, you know, just try to ruin it for everybody. And, and just, it, it kind of sucks. I don't want to see the range go away, but some people might go, you're only putting five rounds in a 30 round mag and shooting. And I'm good with that. If that's not what you want, then pay for your gun club, the gun club that's closer. I don't want to go shoot with those guys. I've been down there. They're douchebags, right? It isn't even the money. It's, it's the, the mentality, the atmosphere, but I could go down there and range dump all day long. I mean, I can right. hear them in my backyard, but, uh, no. So I think somebody just has to find what works for them. But those kids, I just wonder, where was their mentor? Where was the, you know, the dad or the grandpa or the uncle or the mom or somebody who could teach them about putting rounds on target? You know? I want to say hello to Pat in a bunker who just joined us on the panel. Also to Aegis Gun Care out there in the chat. Rob D., the New York outcast, is out there, by the way, also with his bah humbug. And he also says, Gary was close to kicking my ass last night in trivia, but thankfully I pulled through for CNT. Good game, Gary. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so how you doing, Pat? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, I am doing fantastic. We just got done uh, <clears throat> opening up all our gifts, and we're uh, headed out here in just a little bit to get out of the bunker for a little bit and uh, go visit some family. Uh, nearby, and uh, yeah, and it is snowing like a sob outside. Really? <laughs> yeah, I probably got five or six inches on the ground already. We're at thirty-four right now, so but not quite cold enough to snow. But anywho, yeah, I just wanted to jump on real quick, and uh, I got to head out here pretty soon. I just wanted to wish everybody a merry Christmas. And, uh, yeah, have a good day. Yeah, you too. I had a picture sent to us from Defense Dad. He says, sent you some Gorn. Got this for the kiddos, and she can't bend her knee with the brace. Trigger sucks. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I need one of those. That's That's the old person's gun, man. What's that got? About a uh, 15 to 20 pound uh, trigger pull on it? <laughs> yeah, it's probably worse than the Altor, I tell you what. Looks a lot like an Altor, except a lot longer barrel. <laughs> probably more accurate, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> How you doing, Pat? Merry Christmas, buddy. I'm doing good. Merry Christmas, Moo. Yeah, just pulled the turkey off the smoker, so it's 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 nice. resting. It's resting. Okay, let's see. Travis T says, "I don't think my daughter was worried about providing cover fire at seven when she started. No, probably not. <laughs> no, but what I mean is that these kids see these movies and they think that's the way people really fight with guns or use them defensively, and it's not necessarily." The, the case, but that they, you know, they, they, they get old enough to purchase one. They get their Glock 19. They go out to the range with their buddy and they dump a bunch of nine millimeter down range. Don't hit the target. Like what you were saying, Gary. And they think that's what you're supposed to do. And I think it's important that, you know, those of us who know, try to mentor these kids. The problem is, let's say, you know, you're the uncle and 
you know, your sister's like, no, I don't want my kids handling guns and she won't have them in the house. And they're like, oh, come on. We want to go shoot with our uncle. So it's a great opportunity. But unfortunately, there's sometimes where it's just not, you know, you got to wait till they, they do turn that age. And then they're able to come over and be like, mom can't tell me what to do anymore. And, you know, but by then they might they might just think that's what you're supposed to do is just uh, mag dump and miss and high five. I don't know how many of you follow 22 Plinkster, that uh, YouTube channel, of course, specializes in 22, fairly popular. And the guy's really great. He does a lot of trick shots and stuff. But he, people ask him how he got so good at shooting. He said, well, when I was young, of course, I had a 22 rifle, but I couldn't afford to buy my own ammo, so my my." dad would give me ammo but he had a rule he says if i give you six rounds of 22 he says i want you to bring me back six rabbits or six squirrels or whatever he said i don't want you wasting that ammunition he said and i did it he said but you had to make sure that you were very good and took great aim at whatever you shot at and he said it taught me a lot it taught me not to waste ammo and how to be extremely good at shooting a gun and stuff like that. So not giving them 50,000 rounds just to blow through and stuff like that might just, if you want to make a good shooter out of them, which, I mean, if you're going to have a kid shoot a gun, they might as well be good at it, don't you think? I, do. I think that's how Annie Oakley and Alvin York got to be such good shots is because they were putting dinner on the table and they didn't really have an ammo budget. Yeah. Well, back in those days, people d- couldn't <clears throat> afford to go buy 16,000 rounds of ammo just to play with. Yep. One of my favorite quotes uh, off of a TV show, and I think it really rings true. Uh, it's not on the air anymore, but uh, the guy said, speed is fine, but accuracy is final. That's right. So, and I think that that speaks a lot of truth just in the, that those two phrases. <laughs> so Tony said, "I wanted the grandkids to fully understand the mechanics of shooting, hence single shot rifles." Exactly. Uh, weather reports out there: New York Outcast says it's fifty-one. Mike White is says sixty in Compton, California. Tony says fifty-five here in Illinois. Tony also says that's how I learned there better be meat for every bullet. <laughs> but anywho, uh, I suppose I better get going. I just wanted to jump on for a couple minutes and wish everybody a Merry Christmas and have a good day. And well, uh, you did. Merry yeah. Christmas, man. Yep. Later, and, Pat. Uh, Merry Christmas. All right. All right. Later, y'all. Have a good one. You too. Later. And I guess... At least I heard there's at least one football game on today for those who are fans of the sports ball. Or this evening. I don't know when it is. I I don't have cable, so I don't get to watch a whole lot of sports. So, let's see. I have a package coming tomorrow. Just got a text from UPS. Yay! <laughs> All right, so we have 28 people still out there. Uh, We'll go at least to the top of the hour. Uh, Single Shot was out there and asked me to send him a link, so I did send Single Shot a link. So 
Hopefully you got it. So, uh, yeah. So if you're still out there, Merry Christmas. If you're traveling today, be careful. Uh, at this point, you're either on your way to where you're going or most likely maybe on your way home by now. I don't know, depending on what part of the country you're in. Uh, but just be careful. I know yesterday there was a ton of traffic on the roads. And people not necessarily driving smartly, let's just say. There were some pretty horrible drivers out there. My daughter, I went and stayed Saturday night at my daughter's house. And they went to some some dinner party where they had this Christmas tree farm. They walked through and stuff, a big light display and stuff. And uh, they asked me if I wanted to go. It's like, eh, I don't want to walk for an hour to see a bunch of Christmas trees. But mostly I didn't want to intrude on my... They were with friends of my daughters that they work with and stuff. It's like, you don't want to haul old dad around with you. So they took plenty of pictures and showed me. So uh, I stayed at home and took a nap and then <laughs> got on a live stream later. Rob D says, I'm still working on my first cup of coffee, tacos and french fries. The Great American Breakfast says, Merry Christmas, everyone. And wants to know, Gary, is KC going to win by more than 10.5 points against the Raiders? It's kind of hard to predict what the Chiefs are going to do nowadays. Uh, they tend to play down to their opponents. So, probably not. Uh, okay, so we got a cow wearing a Santa Claus hat. Got me wearing a Santa Claus hat. Or I could turn my camera off and you have a chicken wearing a Santa Claus hat. So, don't be betting money based on what I told you to. <laughs> Just realize I know about as much about football as the next average Joe. So, so is everybody is everybody already enjoying their meal today? Is your meal over? You got big plans. Hopefully, everybody got what they wanted for Christmas this year. Travis T. says, Merry Christmas, tacos. I will have to say, I've enjoyed this Christmas more than I have in the last few years. Mainly because I got a lot of Christmas cards. I've gotten a lot of good wishes. I've spent a lot of good time with family. And it's definitely not about gifts and all that stuff. It's just seems like people are more in the spirit for Christmas this year. I've seen more cards, gotten more more cards and greetings from people. I actually sent out some cards this year. Had a card a couple days ago from an aunt I heard and heard from in ages who kind of had lost touch with the family, who wanted to reach back out to everybody and wrote a nice letter and put it in her card. It's really nice. 
Guns Barbecue says the only people who can catch a ball for them is Kelsey and their running backs or wide receiver core is hot garbage. You're not wrong. Uh, Tacos French Fry says having a standing rib roast later today sounds great. I'm having leftover brisket in the trimmings. Uh, Travis says, I'm around. We just haven't been on the same chat at the same time, I suppose. There's a lot of people doing chats, that's for sure. We had a lot of Christmas chats this year. That's kind of nice. Because, you know, a lot of people are saying, it's Christmas. People shouldn't be doing stuff on YouTube. Well, some people don't have families to go to. That's all they got. And some people want to spend an hour or two connecting back with their friends to let them know how their Christmas goes. So I wanted to have a show just in case people wanted to come on and talk about stuff. It's like I say, I'm not asking anybody to take time away from their families or anything like that. Uh, But if you have a minute or two to stop in and chat with us, that's great. Excuse me one moment. My apologies. Okay, Rob D says, I got a ham as part of a gift box. We're having that. That's all right. Hopefully, he says. <laughs> uh, MC is out there. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas to you, MC. We still have 29 people out there. We'll go to at least the top of the hour. I think my two panelists have had to go away from the microphone to take care of things at their houses, which I know Moo's in the middle of cooking, so he has to step away every once in a while. Pretty sure Squib probably has the same things going on, too. So, uh, Anomaly Documentary says, glad to have you, Gary. Thank you. And the gun snub says, what a shame. Lost both the clowns. Well, that wasn't very nice. <laughs> uh, Travis T says, at current prices, groceries and ammo are the best gifts this year. Now, Defense Dad says, these soups should be done in a few hours, and we have a meat and cheese tray to munch on in the meantime. Yeah, my daughter did send me home. She made two cheese balls and sent me home with one of them and a bunch of crackers, so I'm not missing out on that either, which is really nice of her. I ate some of the leftovers last night. I'm going to have them again today as soon as this gets over with. And Gunpowder says, appreciate the chat while I get kids ready to go see Tardot's family. Gunsnob says, I made a cheese ball this morning. Cool. Uh, Coop's out there says, okay, perps, I'm back. Ho, 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 ho. Very cool. Very cool. 31 people out there in the chat. So, uh, yeah, tell us about your day. Tell us if you got anything cool for Christmas or did you give anything cool for Christmas? 
what you got going on this next week. I mean, it's pretty much after today, it's going to be back to the grind unless you're on vacation all week. Or And some people take the whole week off. And they may be, you know, away visiting relatives all week. And uh, DM Foss is back. I am back. He has returned. Welcome back. Uh, Defense Dad is making a cream cheese French onion dip, too. Yeah, my other two panelists are, shall we say, AFK. Oh, looky there. Hillbilly? Or should I say, Hillbilly Up is out there. All right. Merry Christmas, Hillbilly. And uh, you've got a link if you want to jump in, sir. Uh, MC says, my wife got me a 20-pound box of screws. <laughs> well, he's got that garden shed that he's building, so he needs more than that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's more than I got. <laughs> so Rob I... wants to know, what about a salad defense, Dad? Mike White, see is off. Anybody. Mike White is off until the 5th. Nice. Okay, everybody's back. Yeah, well, my turkey whole bottle this like time. I said, I had some <laughs> visitors come down here, so I had to attend to that. So That's right. It is past noon where Squib is. I forget this. Not that that matters, but. That's right. I can't reach my bottle. It's in the freezer. Squib's probably like 30 seconds ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to say uh, when I was in the deer blind, I was looking at uh, sunset time. Yeah. And for some reason or another, it defaulted to a, a county on the west side of the state. Oh. And I, I, I changed it back to, to over here, and there's a four-minute difference. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're at the ass end of the eastern time zone, but we're still in the only time zone that matters. That's right. Hillbilly says we have a full house and fixing to eat. Well, very cool. Uh, Tony says, thinking back in the early mid 1970s, I'd get two boxes of 22 ammo a year, one in July for my birthday and Christmas. Might be why I got a hundred thousand rounds on hand now. Yeah, I've got ammo that I bought back in '89 still. Yeah, you just pick up a little here, a little there. Um, and, of course, back then, they didn't care that you were a teenager. You weren't buying the gun. You could buy everything but the gun. You could buy parts, tools, manuals, slings, holsters, ammo, mags, any of that stuff. Just as long as you weren't buying the gun, they didn't care. Nowadays, I'm sure it's a lot different. You probably can't even buy a pocket knife. I could buy ammo at the Otasco store. You just buy it at the hardware store, man. Uh, let's see. Gunstop says, oh, yay, the whole bunch is back. <laughs> yeah, he was bad-mouthing you earlier. So, Yeah, Ooh. I get the same same thing for Christmas, the same two things for Christmas and my birthday, uh, jack and shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh. Now, I start doing my Christmas shopping right after Christmas, and then I just save it in a box 
And then over the course of the year, that box fills up. And then in November, I inventory it. And then whatever I'm, I don't have or forgot or whatever I try to buy. And this year, uh, it almost backfired on me because I left a few things in the box and I'm scrambling there right, right before, uh, the kids are, 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 uh, coming over for presents and I'm going, Oh crap, I forgot to wrap this. And yeah, if you buy it over the course of the year, you don't notice it. Or if you happen to be on vacation somewhere and you see something or there's a sale and you just pick this stuff up or, uh, in the case of the ammo, sometimes I'll buy ammo. I'm, I'm ordering some stuff for myself and I'll throw on, you know, 10 boxes for one of my kids. And then in November it's out of stock. And I've got it. So it, there's an easy way to do it. You don't have to scramble at the last minute. But there's some people like to do their shopping like Christmas Eve. I did that for a while, would buy stuff all year long. But it drives me crazy because that that object that's there waiting to be given away, it's like a project that isn't finished. And I can't stand that. So <laughs> I mean, there would be times where I would just give them that gift and then wait and buy something else later. I can't have it just sit there. Now, Coop says, now if you're under 18, good luck getting spray paint. That's true. Uh, Tony says, you could get 22 ammo everywhere back in the day. Gas stations, bars, grocery stores, even the jeweler. Well, <laughs> and spent a lot, a lot of time in the jewelry store. <laughs> no jokes. All right. Did you get the bulk discount? I opened myself up to that, so I deserve every bit of it. So every once in a while, Gizzard, you need to pay attention to what you're saying. Keep your mouth shut. Okay, maybe I'll learn someday. Rob D says most of her family couldn't make Thanksgiving, made excuses not to make Christmas. Oh, yeah. Uh, Snob says, I didn't get anything from Stacy for Christmas. Something about me buying everything I see when I get it. What's she saying? There might be some truth to that, by the way. Same reason I, my daughter didn't get me anything. We basically started Christmas shopping Saturday. That's kind of why my wife doesn't get me anything. Because there's something I want, I'll end up buying it. And that was the thing that she was going to get me. That's, my daughter knows that, too. If there's anything I really want, I buy it for myself, so... Let's see. Most of my family's out of state for the winter. We do Christmas in November. Oh, okay. Uh, Tony says, when it comes to grandkids, if I'm buying bigger ticket stuff like guns, that's done earlier in the year. Okay. Let's see. Rob says, the only time I win, I win it's for something else. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Guns and Barbecue says, I feel like Foss deserves a prize for Burn of the Week. He almost does, doesn't he? <laughs> that was a good one. Of course, I knew it was coming as soon as that came out of my mouth. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> I can't because I care. I know. That's why we love you here. I think... I'm kind of like a pin cushion. I'm here so people can stick stuff in me. Can <laughs> <laughs> they give you dinner first? Sometimes. <laughs> Must be all that Japanese porn. Must be. Tony says last run was over 1700 bucks. Dang. 
Uh, Snob said we actually went on our trip for our Christmas to each other. Yeah, that's true. When you went to Jackson Hole, that was a nice present to each other. Yeah, that's what we did, Snob. I've been there before, back in high school. During the summer. It looked pretty there. It, it of course, was. It's cold, too. Uh, you got to go someplace warm. Of course, with the temperatures lately, I oh, suppose it would be anywhere. I was sitting back out of my deck, it was 59 degrees. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It was nice. I was sitting up there from 6 until 10.30. It was nice. It was really nice out there. The defense did. It's uh, snowing like a sunbitch here. Uh, MC says West Michigan has great weather today. Breeze, but in the high 40s. It's yeah, I didn't thing. have to layer up getting in the deer blind, but I also think that, you know, affects the ability to, to hunt. Yeah, MC's got a lot more winds up there. I got a lot of trees around me, so I don't get a lot of wind. So we had Obnoxious One, who this year, this is his first year ever hunting deer, and did all right for himself, I must say. Nice. He wanted to get started because he has plenty of land and stuff like that, so he got the blind and got the stands and all that stuff, and actually was moderately successful at it, and he's buying a bow and arrow. Going to try that next year. Yeah, he just bought a <clears throat> Wicked Ridge uh, crossbow, 400 feet per second. Yeah, so uh-huh. he's really getting into it. It kind of makes me wish I had land anywhere. I've always wanted to deer hunt. I just never had anybody to to do it with. Yeah, like, there's got- an awful lot of competition around here because, believe it or not, everybody... Every other person around here deer hunts. There's a lot of deer here in Kansas. So. This year is the first year I've been uh, hunting on private property and seeing other hunters. They're right on the edge of their property line, and uh, both times they spooked the deer away. And I, I hadn't seen that. And they were talking about the, the number of deer hunters in Michigan dwindling, but where I'm at, I just, I'd never seen other people, so... Maybe it's just uh, the the way things are going to be might make it more difficult. That and the weather. Did you go back like up north again this year? No, I was going to uh, because I I hunt up north and then I hunt down here. And because of Michigan laws, I can use different firearms up there than I can down here. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were we were going on uh, a trip. And just trying to get a lot of things done around here. And I said, you know, between the time and the money and everything else, I, I, I don't want to be distracted. I just, I, I, so I got a hold of my buddy and he was cool with it. And uh, next year I might take a, a, a shot at uh, muzzleloading season here, though. That's something. And, you know, you're talking about obnoxious getting a, a crossbow. The more variety you've got in your arsenal, the, the more seasons you can hunt or the more places you can hunt at. Yeah, Tony says you guys got CWD up there, Squib. 
We do, but I mean, I haven't seen that or the uh, bovine uh, tuberculosis or any of that other stuff. I, I go to the DNR stations, which kind of sucks because our bitch of a governor closed down uh, like half of them. <laughs> so I've got to drive like three hours to go to one. But uh, I have them, you know, I give them the head. I give them the head so they can crack it open and look in the brain for all this stuff and whatnot. Um, so. Uh, I try to do my, my part to help report things to the DNR so they can track it, but uh, I haven't seen any any lack of health in the herd. If anything, it's like you, you harvest one and 16 more pop out of the ground. I mean, it's just crazy how many there are. So MC says our hunter safety instructors levels have dropped sharply under 800 statewide. Hopefully, we can get more people into mentoring. So I took hunter safety in sixth grade at school. Uh, they don't do that no more. I took it outside of school, but yeah, it was about 12, seems like, when they did that. Guns and Barbecue says squib with a muzzle loader. Those poor deer are going to die of gangrene and laughter. Actually, um, they might because I'm thinking about using my walker or my dragoon. <laughs> yep. I'm up for the challenge. That walker will take down a horse, so it'll take down a bear or uh, a bear. Uh, uh, well, it'll probably take a bear, too, but uh, it'll it'll take a deer. But the thing is, just accuracy with one of those is uh, it's it's challenging. So I guess my question is. We're almost at the three-hour mark. Do we want to go ahead and go an extra hour? Or are we good? You guys want to stay on for a while? I'm good. Yeah, I'm fine. I just got back. Well, if that's okay. the case, then if you Plus guys... I get interrupted by family people. <laughs> if you guys would give me about a two-minute break, I'm going to go away for a minute and let you guys run the show. So yeah, I'll be 10, right one, ten one hundred. Yes, sir. Let the inmates run the <laughs> asylum. Be right back. Let's see if we get them banned. Everybody show their guns. I've got an Optima uh, 50 caliber pistol muzzle loader squib. Um, I've got a nice scope on it, and I haven't uh, I haven't shot a deer with that yet. My buddy's been trying to sell me one of his older muzzle-loading rifles. I guess they've got a newer version of it that loads easier, but otherwise this thing's got an optic and everything else on, on it. So I could go with that, but I really do want to try to use a revolver. But, oh, dude, if you could if you could get one with your, your pistol, uh, dude, that's awesome. That's, like, probably harder than bow hunting. You know, because you got to be, I mean, you're going to be within 20, 20, 25 yards, right? I mean, your open sights, uh, black powder, revolver. Yeah, there's some places, uh, my buddy's place up north, where I could take a 37-yard shot. So with mm -hmm. a rifle, it's no big deal, right? right. Um, even with the okay. muzzle, with a black powder revolver, it's, it's still going to be a little yeah. bit tough. But, that, would uh, be, that would be awesome, man. And what I could do is I can go down to the range this summer and I could practice some and that's that's not a big deal. I could actually make up paper cartridges and that would speed up the process. I've got everything to do it. So I could practice some. The thing is when I go to the range with, with my black powder revolvers, 
the people on either side of me at the shooting stations tend to leave. They get creeped out by it. They see me loading this thing and pouring powder in it, and there are people that are that are scared. Of, they think it's just going to explode. There, there. Well, there are people on the internet that say all these things about them that aren't true, right? Um, um it's just, I, I don't know that. You, it's like nobody has ever really said, "Hey, can I shoot that?" Yeah, here, let me show you. Uh, that, and they make a ton of smoke, a ton of smoke. So it's it's kind of annoying. So I might have to try to find days where there aren't a lot of people at the range and just get in some practice, but I really enjoy shooting them. They're a pain in the ass to clean and everything else like that, but they're not for everybody. Yeah. The one I have is <clears throat> it's a 14 inch barrel <laughs> pistol. So it's kind of, you know, it's just one of those things that extends your, uh, your hunting season. Yeah, it definitely definitely uh, would. I've had some people talk to me about uh, getting into archery, getting a compound bow or a crossbow. Guys, I did archery when I was a kid. Uh, I like archery, but I've got so many hobbies. It's just like I don't really want to take on another one, although I have considered getting a crossbow. I remember I went to the, the local gun club. I was invited up there by some members and uh, the ones with the douchebags I was telling you about earlier. And <laughs> they've got an indoor archery range. And it's the dead of winter. It's freezing out, and we're inside. And I go to to shoot this recurve, and the guy stops me. He goes, "You're holding it all wrong. You're doing it all wrong, right?" So he shows me how to hold it, and I'm I'm feeling like I'm all twisted up, right? And every time I miss a target, miss a target, miss a target, and he goes, "Don't worry, you'll get it." So then I hold it the way I held it when I was a kid, bullseye. He goes, "See, you got it." Don't. Don't tell. It's like when 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 I'm at the range and I teacup and it's somebody going, oh, no, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> how about if I just one handed? I've had, I had I had that one time. I shoot the guy's forty four magnum two handed, on uh, on uh, single action, and um, he's like, now be careful. It's got a lot of kick or whatnot. And I, I I hit the target right, and he goes, oh okay, yeah, um, yeah, uh, you're you're not doing too bad. So then I go ahead and just put it in double action and just one hand, bam, 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 bam. You know, like that. And he goes, Oh, you've done this before. It's like, look, man, I'm not Jerry Mikulik. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I don't always hit, hit the target, or whatever, but I've just had some of these guys just, I don't know. So, but, uh, archery, yeah, I could get into that with a crossbow. The mechanic's going to be a lot like a rifle, uh, with, with a compound bow. Uh, but I mean, what you're talking like, what, 30 yards though, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> I'm back. Longest shot I ever take out, uh, taken out a deer was thirty yards. Uh, I mean, I could shoot eighty, but you know that 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 uh, momentum and the and the the energy of that bolt is not going to be there at eighty yards. You know, um, I I I didn't gun hunt. I, I bow hunted for ten years before I even picked up a gun to hunt deer. And, uh, so I've always, you know, I've always watched my deer drop, you know, shooting with the bow. So it was almost like they didn't even know what happened. And, uh, I've had to track deer, uh, if I shot him with a gun, I mean, it was a perfect yeah. shot, but you know, I had to, you know, they, they'd go like, you know, sometimes actually sometimes 20 yards, sometimes 150 yards. 
perfect, perfect shot, you know, right in the armpit through the heart and lungs. And, but with a bow, I mean, I always, I watch him, I watch him fall down. I've lost two in a swamp. Oh, and yeah, it's terrible because you can't, you can't always find them or get them out. And the thing is some of the places where I hunt, there's neighboring property or state land all around it. So I'm on a, on a property line. And yeah. if that thing starts crawling across the property line, I can't go over there and get it. So yeah. that's why I've, I've had to put multiple holes in them because they're dead. They're bleeding out, but they're trying to get away. Uh, I remember, mm. um, was it last year? No, it was a year before. I, I had three rounds in my Henry, and I put three rounds in it, and each time it fell over, and it's trying to get away. It's trying to crawl to the property line. And I'm like, all right, do I reload the Henry or to go for my sidearm? So I took my 1911 and put one right through its eye. It was down. I should have just done that to begin with. Should have yeah, shot it in the head. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> all right. So looks like I missed quite a bit of discussion while I was going. Maybe. Maybe people talk more when I'm not here. I don't know. I just realized this has got to be the ugliest Santa hat I've ever seen in my life, which tells me maybe you shouldn't wait until two days before the show and buy one <laughs> off Amazon. But I realized I don't have a Santa hat. It'd be really cool to have one for my chat. So it's like, can I get one here by in time for the show? It's like, yeah, I found this one. But next year I'm going to buy something that looks halfway decent because this is pretty awful. <laughs> And of course, I'm. It's Chinese, so this one I've had since I was 16. That's why it's dingy. It looks like the Billy Bob Thornton Santa hat. The, uh, the little ball here on the end was replaced. A friend who sewed and she put a new one on there because it fell off. But I've had this thing since I was 16. I bought it at the mall, and I used to wear it every year between Thanksgiving and Christmas. In the past couple of years, I guess I've just had a ba humbug and haven't. That's pretty cool. Uh, Scotsman says, <laughs> is there such a thing as a good Santa hat? Sure there is, man. So here's the thing. When I would wear it out in public or wear it at work, people would smile. So I think, yeah, there is a good Santa hat. Let's see. Rich making reference to Squib in the infamous mag dump. <laughs> Yeah, every time I put more than one hole in a deer, it's because the thing was trying to get across the property line. So, Let's see, Rob says, <laughs> "Looks like Squib stole his from a bum." Wow. <laughs> Let's see. I bought this in '89, so yeah. <laughs> Remember uh, on trading places when. Uh... He dressed up as Santa and had the had the salmon stuffed in his Santa suit on the train. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, old, so, that, that dirty, uh, dirty Santa hat on and stuff like that. I'm gonna have to embarrass myself, Gizzard Gary style. I have never seen that movie. Oh, no really? trading places. That's a, that's a good Christmas movie. It's good. I liked it. <laughs> There's so many one-liners in there. It's funny. And another humbug from Scotsman out there. Oh, come on, man. Get in his spirit. 
Come on, man. Corn pop. <laughs> of course, I was like that for a number of years. It's just the last, especially this year, for some reason, like I said, just a little easier to get into the Christmas spirit this year. Just seemed like everybody was sending cards and having chats and stuff. To me, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a fun Christmas season so far. So You mean this one? Oh, yeah. My daughter made fun of that card. She said, what did you send me? A card just said believe on it. It's like, well, what do you want me to put on it? get the sparkly. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Sparkly gives the, the glitter sticker, yeah. Yep. I got glitter stickers. I got holographic stickers. It's just different variations on the same thing. see. Rich says, Moo's favorite scene in Trading Places is Jamie Lee Curtis's boobies. Wow. You know what? He's right. <laughs> it doesn't make you a bad person, does it? No. no. It just played in my mind again. Thanks, Rich. He's going to have to go watch it again now. <laughs> I'm put it on my iPad right now. <laughs> Rob says, my Christmas hat is green and says, bah humbug. Wow. Yo, Grinch. You know why Rob doesn't like Christmas? It's because you have to spend money. Money. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and he can't put it on his credit card. He doesn't believe in it. That's no. fine. Whatever. <laughs> no. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, if you if you charge it up and you got to pay it down, that does kind of hinder some of your plans. <laughs> but what did you charge it up for? I mean, that's part of the reason I buy the gifts over the course of the year. I just don't notice the money. And then come November, I'm two-thirds of the way done. There is nothing evil about using credit cards. The problem with credit cards is not using them wisely. Well, I mean, that's the same thing with handling a firearm, right? That's We're correct. not bad guys with guns, but there's plenty of bad guys with guns out there. So if you're smart about the way you use your credit, there's absolutely nothing wrong with using them. I have them. I don't, I don't have a credit card. I have gotten myself in trouble before I decided never again. It's not happening. So, well, there you go. If I put something on credit, I know how long it's going to take to pay. I've reasoned whether or not I'm okay with waiting a month or two or whether paying it right away. They work for me. And, of course, if they give me freebies for using their credit cards, like my Cabela's card, you know, if I use it to buy gas, I get free points of Cabela's. Well, okay. <laughs> I'll go buy free stuff at Cabela's. Yeah, I'll buy guns all year long on my credit cards, and then come Christmas time when I've got to get that those last few gifts, I'll cash in the points and use, them, use that money for, for Christmas. Thanks for reminding me. I, I just, I forgot. I, I got a $150 uh, Cabela's gift card for Christmas yesterday. And <laughs> don't you have a long drive to one? Uh, well, there's one in Dundee, there's one in Grand Rapids, and there's one in uh, Saginaw. Oh, there's one in Grand Rapids? Yeah. Okay. All right. Rob says, <laughs> in my opinion, men don't ask others for loans. Well, who's asking for a loan? He doesn't understand what it is. He looks at it a certain way, and, and he doesn't understand what it is. It's because he doesn't know how to manage it. It's fine. 
It's not for him. It's like black powder revolvers. It's not for him. That's fine. Or $20, $25 a pound coffee. Uh, it's not for him. It's just not. So I guess Christmas isn't for him either. He'll tell you he's eating the Christmas salad, but he's really fattening up on Christmas cookies. Probably. I've got two other uh, black powder pistols, but they're single shots. They're not, I don't have a revolver. I'd love to have a revolver. And uh, I go on muzzleloaders.com and look at different things. I've been this close to buying something and uh, I I just got to do it, you know. They cost a heck of a lot more than what they used to. You could go down to a store and spend under $100 for, you know, not a great reproduction, but it was, you know, functional. And now they they probably start around $350,000, Some of them have really gone way up. Like I got one that I paid $500 for 20 years ago, and now it's going for $1,500 when you can find it. Yeah. Now, I've got to take issue with this. Rob D., among other things, he said that's what credit is, borrowing, only if you don't pay it off. You've got the amount on your balance. You know when it's due. You know what the interest rate they're going to charge. That's up to you. But You're basically saying, okay, am I okay with letting this ride a month and paying this or not? You've got to know how everything works. And usually in most cases, no, I'm not okay with paying 17, 18, 19% interest. Uh, So most of the time I use my credit cards. And then when the bills come, most of the time those get paid off when the bill comes. So a good example would go back to that $1,500 black powder revolver. I bought it 20 years ago on a credit card. I probably paid... $50 $50 in interest on it. That's It was a $450 gun. I think I paid $500 altogether with the interest or, or something like that, right? Today, you can't find it. The company that makes it runs uh, limited runs of it. It's it's not that it's out of production. It's just they as soon as they make them, they're all snatched up, and the starting price on them is $1,500. So did I lose any money by putting on my credit card and paying that interest? I nailed that thing down. And then I've got other guns that are like that, where they stopped making it, the price went through the roof, or, or even ammunition. During the ammunition shortage a couple of years ago, people are making YouTube videos freaking out because they must have bought one box at a time. And like I said, I've been buying ammo since 89. Some of it I paid cash for, but some of it I put on my credit card. Even with the interest I paid on that ammo, in the end, when they're selling a $9 box of ammo – for $50, I think I, I still won in that one. So it, it's like what Gary says. It's understanding it, knowing what it is, knowing how long it takes. Do you have the means to do this? Are you willing to make that adult responsible decision? If you don't trust yourself with somebody else's money, then, hey, whatever. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's somebody else's money. There's no debtor's prison. They don't come knocking on your door and haul you away. If you fail to pay it off, you're, you're only hurting yourself because it ruins your credit score, which can affect other things. But there are ways to legally deal with that and to reestablish your credit as well. It's not for everybody. But I'm telling you what, carrying around cash sucks. I almost dropped a $20 bill two weeks ago, and on a windy day, it almost blew away. I mean, I was trying to get my car keys out, and the the cash that I was carrying was in the way. So, you know, you pull out that piece of plastic, and it's good to go. There are times 
when an unexpected expense is going to come up and you find yourself in a pickle. Uh, I've had it happen once where your water heater quits working in your house. Well, you don't wait until you can save up to buy a water heater. You've pretty much got to have a water heater. Uh, and it's going to cost you probably, well, once it's installed and everything, you're looking at least four, you're looking at least $1,000 on up. Uh, most people may or may not have that in their bank balance. Do you wait until you can afford a water heater? Probably not. Uh, but you manage it responsibly. You put that on a car and then you don't pay the minimum each month. You Try to make it hurt a little bit so you can get it paid off. That's the way you've got to do these things. I've been there, done that. Uh, but, yeah, you've got to understand what you're doing. As far as only buying stuff when you got the money to buy it, God, you'd never have a house. Most people yeah. never have a point in their life where they have 100000 in the bank. So... Or a car nowadays, new pickups, almost $100,000 now, if you want. Around here, you're not getting a house well, if you for 100000 <laughs> At least fifty. Yeah, well, I would say a decent half ton probably starts about forty-five to fifty-five, And if you, for $100,000, you are going to get a fully loaded one-ton dually diesel with everything on it. It's going to be awesome. You'll get 20 years out of that truck. Now, for some people, that it's 100000 over 20 years. It's still a lot of money. For other people, that's nothing. It just depends on what your income level is. And your income level is dictated by one thing, you. How hard, how hard are you willing to work? How bad do you want it? If you don't want it that bad, you're not going to have it. A- every one of us can complain about how much or little we make or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, uh, it's on us. That's the beauty of America. You know, it's just like the Second Amendment. That's it's it's a choice. Do you want to own a gun? You or you don't have to. Nobody's making you. Just like working, nobody's making you. It's what you want to do. Fiend dogs out there says Merry 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 Christmas, Fiend dog. Uh, Tony says I did pay cash for my property in Missouri. Yes, at a certain point in your life, you do accumulate. Once your kids are grown and stuff, if you've got a wife and kids. Uh, chances are I've been there. You don't have a shitload of extra money in the bank at that point, unless you're just, you know, Rockefeller rolling in it. So yeah, you're going to have to buy some things on credit. It's just going to have to. And he says, I paid cash for all my vehicles. Well, yeah, if you want to drive around 20 year old pickups, you might be able to do that. Yeah, I mean that's just it for certain people. It, it's certain certain kind of things. Like he made those videos where he was uh, showing him doing these repairs, and he, he turned in the part, got a free part under warranty. But what's your time worth? And somebody might say, you know, it's that's inconsequential. Well, I can tell you what I make an hour, and I guarantee you, you'd be like. Yeah, for that, uh, your free time is worth a lot more to you. So, and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that, you know, some people, you know, make minimum wage or less and some people don't. I mean, there are guys that I work with that make triple what I make. And for them, yeah, they're not paying somebody. My friends were trying to talk me into buying equipment to butcher my own deer. I've butchered two deer before and I said, I just don't want to do it. But what they charge at the butcher is crazy. Honestly, if I butchered three deer in one year, I'd probably pay back the cost of my equipment. So is it worth it for me to do it myself? What's my time worth? 
But when I bought when I bought my Jeep a couple of years ago, I did my homework on it. I got a good deal on what I bought and I paid down enough on it that what I financed, I financed it 2.95%. Uh, I asked my finance guy when I retired if I should pay that off with my pension fund. He says, no. He says, at 2.95%, just keep that loan. He said, you aren't going to get a better deal than that. Said, That's a real good deal. He says, I can take the money in your pension and make far more than that. So, you've got to, yeah, it's a little bit of managing yourself to get in a proper position to do things. Trust me, I have had points in my life where I didn't do things right. That's how I learned to do things right. Uh, I've made the mistakes. <laughs> okay. I I can understand if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't pay attention to what you're doing, yes, you can get yourself into a credit card hole. That's why you don't do that. Yeah, yeah. There's certain mistakes that I made when I was younger. Really, I trusted other people. That's a mistake I made. Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned a lot uh, over the years. It's It's not for everybody. But I got to tell you, I don't regret any gun I've ever purchased with credit. I'm not saying I bought them all with I had bought some with cash. But what I do regret are all the guns that I let go that I said, nah, you know, where I could have just thrown it on the card. I mean, some of those guns have quadrupled in value, and I just let them go. Also, like when I was at Antique Arms back in January, uh, I was looking for a few things, and I found them. And some of the vendors were willing to accept credit cards, and some wanted cash. And when I ran out of cash, because I was there two days, and I, you know, because I, I did the cash only stuff first, uh, the guys who wouldn't accept credit lost my business. And they walked out of there or drug, you know, cases of, of stuff out of there that they had to put back in, in their trailer and haul back to wherever they came from because some of them come from out of state. And it's like, dude, you, you could have you could have got rid of this, but now you're carrying it back. So it, it's just a matter of, of what somebody's willing to do. He says, the difference is I take pride in fixing my own stuff, different strokes for different folks. Hey, if you want to be a home mechanic, fix all your own stuff. My dad worked as a mechanic his entire life. He could do that. Me, I've got to decide whether or not it's worth it for me to pay somebody who knows what the hell they're doing, has the garage, has the shop, has the tools, and won't screw it up. Uh, I've got to decide whether or not that's worth paying for. In most cases, yeah. (laughs) Gary, I fix stuff all day long at work. The last thing I want to do when I come home is so much as change a light bulb. Seriously. I know guys with master mechanic certifications. They make six figures a year fixing cars. They pay somebody to change their oil. And you might go, that's stupid. You could do it on the job. You know, put it in the bay next to you while you're making money fixing a car and have it drain out and change it. They could. They literally, it isn't worth their time anymore. And that's hard for somebody to understand, but uh, there are skilled trades that will pay other people to do the work just because this is my Saturday off. I want to enjoy it. So it's, used, it's like you said, different strokes for different folk. I used to work on all my stuff, uh, you know, do my oil changes and all that. And then just got to a point where I don't want to lay on the cold ground anymore, honestly. 
you know, I'll yeah. still like filters and small stuff like that, but like oil changes, I'll just go to the dealership. Let them when do. Dad it. was alive. He had the ramps. He had all the filter wrenches. We usually had spare oil and filters in a cabinet in the garage for all our vehicles. We had creepers. Yeah, we'd drive stuff right into the garage and work on them back then. I've and still I was got all a that lot stuff. younger. I could get down on my back on a creeper and it didn't hurt. I could do all that stuff. Nowadays it's like eh. <laughs> I came into work on a Saturday once and here's this engineer with his cheap piece of crap Honda on jack stands and he's trying to pull the hub off of it because it's got a bad wheel bearing. Now this guy makes six figures. He lives in a private neighborhood. He's got a beautiful house. He's got money out the wazoo, but he drives his crappy car and he wants to do his own repair. Now he's an engineer. One time, actually it was at at the same moment, uh, we opened up the hood and I said, show me where the spark plugs on there. And he pointed at the fuel injectors. And I go, you're an automotive engineer and you don't even know the difference between spark plugs and fuel injectors. And you're going to pull a wheel hub. He's beating on this thing with hammers. He's asking to borrow my tools. He's just, he never got the wheel hub off, put everything back on, drove it, drove it home. Uh, that following Thursday, my snap on dealer pulled into the lot. I jumped on there to buy some tools and I said, Hey man, um, is there a special puller for, uh, I think it was a Honda Civic. And, uh, he said, yeah, as a matter of fact, there is, he goes, it's right over there. He goes, I sell them from time to time to the guys at the dealership. But how much is it? $600 for the tool. And without that tool, you are not getting that hub off. So I go back to the engineer and I go, hey, man, did you take the car in? He goes, yeah, I took it to the Honda dealer. And I go, how much did they want? Parts and labor. He goes, $600. So he would have paid the dealer the cost for parts and labor just to buy the tool that he'll never use again. So sometimes fixing your own stuff doesn't work. Other times, you know, every one of us should be able to change wiper blades and a battery and some light bulbs and some simple stuff, even do a brake job. But there's some things, it's like the special tool, unless you're going to do this for a living, it isn't worth buying. Yeah, Guns and Water says, young and broke, work on your stuff. Old and comfortable, pay someone else. Yeah. Yep. Most mechanics don't buy new cars for a reason. They aren't worth it. Well, I guess all the mechanics around here are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ask the guys at the dealership, what are you driving? That over there. <laughs> you know. Now, when I bought my Jeep, it was a 2020, and I bought it in 2021, and it had, it's a program car, so it had about 40,000 miles on it. I got a pretty good deal on it. You know, I I was okay with that. But uh, to each his own. When I worked at a garage, it was originally uh, they would buy the vehicles at auction, bring them to the garage, we'd fix them up, and we'd sell them. Then the head mechanic there bought the business from the guy, and then he just decided to just do all repairs. On occasion, he'd get some auction vehicles, and he'd sell them. But I'm watching these used, these newer used cars – and seeing all the things that we did to them to convince people that they were better than what they were. And it was it was a very good learning experience for me. And uh, I said, yeah, I'll never buy one of these again. Or, or uh, not say buy one of these again. I would never buy one of these. 
Uh, the other thing is the rental cars. The rental cars that get sold, they're still newer. They still look newer. And everybody who drove this, 150 people drove this thing before you. They drove it like they sold it. I mean, how many of us here have rented a car and that's the way we, we treated it because it ain't ours, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and then that's what you get. And maybe for the first year it runs good. But then after that, you're, you're fixing stuff. And once again, it goes down to you know, time and money. But it's different for different people. When I was younger, you know, like the comment, yeah, that was one of the reasons I went to trade school to learn how to fix cars is because I thought I wanted to be an auto mechanic. And that's because I was always fixing my car. So when my son says he wants to buy a project car, I go, where are you going to put it? Because it ain't going in my driveway. <laughs> I know yeah. better. I know better being older. Well, Rob says, apparently you don't actually know mechanics. I'm pretty sure Squib knows his share of mechanics where he works. What's interesting is the same mechanic that tried to screw over my father-in-law when there was nothing wrong with his car at all, uh, let me into the garage where they don't let anybody because the insurance purposes to take a look at something. We had five mechanics underneath my truck looking at something going, we have never seen this before. And they're like, dude, you got to, because I talked to them and they're like, oh, we can't sell this guy a Knuton valve or something like that because he knows. And, you know, every now and then they'll show me something newer that I'm not used to working on because it's been a while since I've been out of the trade and I learn a thing here or there. I'm not saying I'm totally current on stuff, but if you go in there with enough knowledge, they'll, they know they can't try to sell you something because they do. They honestly do because they're going to lose money on certain jobs where they want to make that money back up. I mean, the guys who trained me were all experienced mechanics and they taught me a lot of dirty underhanded tricks. So when I've had somebody try to uh, pull one on me, it, it doesn't, doesn't work out so well. Or I just, I, you know, I know better than to, to ever give them my business again. It doesn't mean I take everything to the garage. I do stuff out in the driveway, but I pick and choose what I want to do because, you know, my time and yeah, I'm just older. I mean, when I had the one ton pickup, picking up a 95 pound wheel to rotate the tires, it's no fun. You know, I'd rather pay somebody who's got a hoist. Let's see. Rich says, one mechanic I know daily drives a 2019 Chevy half-ton, but he also has a 2022 Mercedes that he drives on weekends. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that Mercedes is nice, but uh, parts for it aren't cheap, and some of that stuff is just a pain to get to. Yeah. Oh, well. Now, what about with guns? Has anybody bought a fixer-upper gun and then regretted it later because you find out that parts are either unobtainium or you got to have a a machine shop to fix it? Boy, that's true. Some, especially some of the older stuff. If it's unless it's something really popular, some of the parts just aren't there. Have you ever seen the gunsmith uh, specials for sale on on some of the websites? You know, where it's missing all this stuff and it's a really good deal, but then you find out later you can't even get a barrel for it. Oh, wow. Yeah, you got to really know what you're doing. To... You about have to be a gunsmith. Yeah, you would have to actually be an actual gunsmith or be able to make your own stuff. So, let's see. Foss is awful quiet. We, he may have went to sleep on us. I no, I'm listening. Oh, he's there. Okay. 
Let's see, Tony says, I have two old-ass double-barrel shotguns that are in that class. Okay, an N.R. Davis and a Parker. Scotsman says, I've had customers walk in looking for parts and had to explain they're not available or super rare. <clears throat> Tony says, I bought those as wall hangers, so I ain't hurt. Okay. Wait a minute. Somebody goes to a gun store looking for parts for an old gun? I, I, I wouldn't think a gun store would ever have. Maybe you might find it at a gun show, like Wanamaker, right? Well, yeah. It'd be a great place to find that kind of stuff. Now, in the past, I never wanted to go to Wanamaker because the cost of fuel round trip would be the cost I could buy a, a gun at Antique Arms over here. But after having gone to Antique Arms in Las Vegas and going to a bigger show and then starting to think about some of the parts that I've been wanting to get, you know, a spare this, a spare that, I might want to go to Wanamaker one year just to look for spare parts. Yeah, because you got a lot of those old timers that hang out and have booths at those shows. That's what they do. So, And I now that go... I've got a newer truck that gets 40 plus miles per gallon on the freeway. It doesn't cost crap to drive that far. I want to no. go just to experience it once and then, you know, meet the guys that go. Yeah. Now the downside is, uh, Dano told me once he goes, you better bring cash because they don't take credit cards there. Mm, some do, some don't. There's ATMs all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, I got screwed because of an ATM machine. We're at uh, Antique Arms, and my buddy's talking to this dealer, and I'm looking down at this antique revolver, and it was like 600 bucks, and that's all the cash I had on me. And I'm like, I think I want this. Even if it doesn't run, I'm thinking wall hanger like Tony, right? And he's talking, he's talking. And I'm like, I'll, I'll let him talk, and he talks even more than me, which is a lot. And, uh, and I'm waiting. And when he finishes, he looks down and he goes, what is that? Can I see that? And I'm going, shit. You know? So he looks at it and he goes, oh, I've got to have this. He goes, uh, will you take credit? And he goes, no, it's cash. And he goes, all right, I'll run to the ATM. So he says, Squib, you hold this. <laughs> and I'm holding this gun that I wanted to buy. <laughs> you know, He runs to the ATM. He gets the cash, comes back, and he buys it. And then we're halfway through the show and he goes, Hey, man, um, I didn't even ask. Did you want that gun? I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The thing is, it needed some work, and he's a gunsmith. So he ended up fixing it up. If I had bought it, I would have just left it there with him because it's it's pre-1899, so there's no paperwork or nothing. right? Let him fix it. Let him keep it until I come out there again. And he could have had the gun for free, more or less, for a year or two. And uh, no, no, so yeah, that damn ATM machine screwed me out of uh, an antique gun. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be, I guess. Let me check my email, see if I've missed any from anybody now. I guess Single Shot must have changed his mind about jumping in, but... Uh... We do have about 25 minutes to go in the show before I'm probably going to probably gonna end this up the top there. We can't go all day. We could, but 
I'm going to get hungry here pretty soon. I got a feeling. In fact, I already am. So I think here at the top there, I'm going to fix me some, I guess, technically a Christmas, Christmas dinner, Christmas meal. It's leftovers from yesterday, but hey, I did buy a little bit of eggnog. I'm going to drag out this Christmas stuff as long as I can. <laughs> it's it's my life. If I want to have a three or four day Christmas, I can have a three or four day Christmas. So, The beauty of retirement. That's right. I hope everybody can see it someday. Uh, it's... It's where I had people ask me the other day, they said, you worked 42 years for the same company? I said, yeah. And they said, did you ever have a point where you wanted to cash it in? I said, several times. I had bosses I absolutely hated. There was times I wanted to walk out. I said, but I'm glad I didn't. Uh, in the end, I'm glad I worked those 42 years and got myself to a point where I could relax but it wasn't all rosy getting there. Life isn't that way, folks. Uh, you're going to have to endure some bumps along the way. But, uh, yeah, hang it out. I think it's Will I was talking to. Yeah, because he was at a point where, you know, he's been at points where he wasn't real happy in his career. He said, so you're telling me I should ride it out. And I'm like, yeah, probably, if you can. Write it out, because the rewards at the end are great. Let's see. I'm there, Gary. I've been at this place for a little bit more than a year, and the the environment and the benefits are fantastic, but it's a, it pays a lot less than work in production, which I don't like doing. And I'm caught between do I want more money or do I want more benefits? Now, I'm older, and you know how it gets. The benefits are more important to you. When you're younger, it's just the money. Right. And I've got to stop and, and think about that and go, hey, you might think you're 16 in your head, but look in the mirror with your reading glasses on. You're not 16 anymore. And um, I got to decide, do I want the bennies? Like, I mean, I'm off this entire week paid. I think Friday was a paid day off. Uh, part of the following week is paid time off. Uh, I'm not going to get that if I go back to production. Sure, I'll make double time and a half or triple time, but what do I want more? And it's a, it's a tough tough call to make. I mean, you've been there. Now, Rob, not that I want – I know there's some bickering going on, and I haven't showed all the comments I'm not going to, but as far as uh, memberships i have several times during this show made the comment that if you want a link all you have to do is send me an email or let me know i'd be more than happy to provide links to anyone watching this show i put a link out there for the channel members because that's who i know but i'm not restricting it to that but they can get to that on youtube very easily I didn't want to put one on my community tab for everybody and their buddy to get to because I'd have weirdos getting on here who tend to want to show more on the camera than let's just say you should. So, but I'm not restricting membership to this chat at all. <clears throat> so, no, you do not have to be a channel member to be on this show. Squib's not a channel member. Nope. Uh, nope. 
And you know what? I appreciate your transparency. That's what I ask some people for is transparency. You just explained it. Uh, to go into a little bit further detail, you had that one time where you put the link out there and then somebody posted something that could get you in some, yes. some trouble with, with the YouTube overlords. That's correct. And it, it was of an adult nature, let's say. Yes. So now you're not going to do that. So for somebody who's never watched this before or wasn't around at that time, that's why Gary's doing that. And how much how much time did you just spend explaining that? A minute less? Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's that does a lot more than just not addressing it. So I appreciate you addressing it. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Uh, I wouldn't do that on this show. Foul territory, yes. I do limit the panel somewhat because it's a structured show and I'm wanting it to move along at a certain pace and stuff. It's different, but this is kind of a wide open chat here. So, And that's just it. There are some channels that will do what you just did and other channels don't. And then people make assumptions. Well, if you're the host of the channel that's your channel and you're mad at people because they make assumptions, well, you weren't transparent with them. So what did you expect? Right. <clears throat> Rich White says, foul territory has structure. Eh. <laughs> we try. I mean, <laughs> you've kind of moved it along when it's gone too long on something. Well, I have tried in recent weeks or months to actually have topics in mind, or at least we do dwell on at least three or four two-way topics. Or if there's a new gun that week, I try not to just have a free-for-all where we talk about what underwear everybody's wearing. And But we do have time where we look at the Gorn and we have fun and stuff like that too. But I don't want it to be such a nonsensical show that there's no value to it to people who do care about the Second Amendment and stuff like that because that's important too. Uh so Scotsman says, Gary is much better at it than some others who only push memberships and toss others to the side. I don't push memberships. You're not going to see me making 26 advertisements during my show. Please become a member and stuff like that. I do appreciate it. If you support my channel, I make that ability out there. Uh, I appreciate you watching. Even if you don't, there are other ways to support the channel. If you so desire, uh, I have, you know, an Amazon link where it wouldn't cost you a nickel and stuff like that. Or you cannot support me at all, and I still appreciate you watching. I'm not here for money. I'm, I don't want to say I'm a millionaire or anything, but I'm sad. Uh, do they I still want- do that, Gary, the affiliate link? Yeah. Okay, because I know they got rid of Amazon Smile. And, yeah. Uh, Here's some Gizzard Gary affiliate. I don't even know how to work this. Web. These. Dude, oh, yeah. having a couple extra of these has helped me. TSA, or the air baggage handlers, smashed one of mine in my luggage. All right? I mean, it's as simple as this. I did a video on that. I didn't think they were still doing those. Yeah. Yeah, I still have my Amazon store links and stuff like that. And <clears throat> I tell people, if you don't, have extra money to spend and you still want to support the channel, you can do it that way and buy the stuff you normally buy on Amazon and it costs you nothing extra and it makes me a few pennies. But even if you can't do that, that's fine. I'm not here to become rich 
I'd offer those things just to offset what little cost I do have on this channel. But, uh, yeah, it's not about getting a thousand members or anything like that. Or I've got, I've got a pension folks. Plus I've got a little bit of government dole out from the social security. So let's, you want free, you know, total transparency here. Yeah. Collecting Social Security, too. Thank yeah, you for the people who are still working, by the way, and paying that. You paid into it. All yes, those I did. Years. I Unlike did. people who didn't pay into it and collect it. I did. Yes, I paid for a number of years on that. So, uh, anyway, enough talk about money. I don't like talking about money. Wow, George is purr on the mic. Yeah. He likes to be part of the show, and he's been asleep all this time. So he's like, you're about to go off the air. i got to get my time in. So, Or he wants to eat. Well, that could be, too. But, uh, yeah. If people didn't abuse it, I'd still have one available. Oh, my number? I, I'm lost. Okay, anyway. My number's on the most wanted list or something. Okay, let's see. Uh, Scotsman says I would have jumped on, but by the time I got home from running errands, figures too late wouldn't be on much longer. Yeah, we'll be getting off here in a little bit. Jacob S. is on the way out, looks like. Thanks for the stream, guys. Merry Christmas to all. Merry Christmas to you and to everyone out there. I hope you're having a Merry Christmas. That's kind of why I wanted to do this show for everybody just to get on. Let's say hi to everybody. Get them. Merry Christmas out there. Yeah, we've got our families at home. Most of us do. You know, wife, kids, family. But we're all kind of us friends and family on YouTube that come together on this stuff. Give us a chance to say Merry Christmas to each other, too. Uh and Squib knows what I'm talking about. You know, you, you're in these same chats with everybody all the time. Sometimes get to meet up places like Thunder on the Prairie, stuff like that. If you ever get a chance to do stuff like that, you know, people get together at this gun show or this place where they shoot guns. If that's the kind of thing you'd like to do, make the trip and meet up with some of these people. You'll find out they're not all crazy. Well, I'm a little crazy, but we all are a little crazy, so. Uh, I've seen Squib without that hat on, believe it or not. Yeah, I'd call us a dysfunctional family, but, I mean, that's what we act like. I mean, sometimes we get along, sometimes we don't. Sometimes, uh, you know, uh, we're we're there, and sometimes we're not able to be there, but other people are looking out for us. I'd say probably the thing... Over the years I've been on YouTube, that I would call my profit is all the friends I've made. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I told uh, daughter was talking about that. I said, you know what? I said, I don't get along with my sisters from time to time. I love both my sisters very much. At times, they drive me up the wall, you know. But they're my family, and I love them. I said, and they know that. But people don't always see eye to eye on every issue. That's why we are human beings. We're individuals. We have different viewpoints about stuff like that. That doesn't mean we can't enjoy our time with each other and stuff like that. Squib and I have been on odds 
about various things and had some heated discussions and stuff like that. But does that mean we're not friends? Absolutely not. Yeah, and, you know, me and Outcast have fought live on air before, and people would think we hate each other, and I'm not going to stop giving him crap, but uh, we're friends. Oh, uh, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, what's, it, it's kind of cool is, like, when you know somebody for the longest time, and then you finally get to meet him, like, you know, I've, I, I got to meet Foss this year, and I've known Hawaii Volcano Squad for seven years, and I finally got to meet him in person. He was the first person to ever invite me onto a live show, and that's what hooked me. And it's it's really interesting, the friendships we make. And sometimes those things go away. Sometimes, you know, you start being friendly with somebody, it just doesn't work out. That's the way it works in real life. But, yeah. you know, you, you, you end up learning a lot. I mean, you guys have taught me so much about what it's like to live in other places that I've never been and, and vice versa and just other stuff. We're able to text each other real quick and go, hey, man, I'm about to spend a lot of money on this. Is this good? You know, and we can we can watch out for each other, just other things like that. So I think the live shows are more than just um, building analytics or, or, or pushing a brand or doing things like that. Or even even some of the videos and, and other stuff like that. And even though we don't always agree on that stuff, it, it's it's really um, it's really good when we can just share resources. Yeah. So defense dead says squib is wrong about photography, but. Other than that, we get along. Wow. <laughs> uh, Rich says, I lost count of how many times Squib and I have gotten into arguments on my show, and then half hour later, we're laughing about it. Yeah, yeah and yeah, if the world was going to end, there's two people I want on my team, and it's Rich White and Sean Pottery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scottish American says myself and Gary have had some times when we got into it, but he's still a friend. We support each other. Yeah. Just cause I'm your friend doesn't mean I have to 100% agree with everything you say. It's not going to happen. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. R4 Mississippi Thunder said, hopefully after the first year I can find some good internet so I can live. Yeah, I hope so. Live or live? Live, live, live. Oh, so I can live. There you go. Good call. Good catch. Now, here's the thing. If you jump on StreamYard and you don't know what to do, people will help you. I was totally lost, and all you right. guys were all helping me. Yeah, when are you going to do some more live squip? Probably never. I made a total asshole out of myself, which is not out of you know character. But... Um, I mean, I, I might hear there. Um, I always want the option open, but, you know, it was kind of interesting how many views or how many people tuned into my first live show. I'm like, damn, wow. Uh, it was just blew me away. But um, I see now why somebody wouldn't want to commit to a live show if they don't think they can do it on the regular. It's one of the most irritating things as a panelist is when, I was hoping to jump on and somebody cancels and then they cancel again and cancel again. My schedule is so chaotic. I don't think I could commit to something. I mean, I could do one during the week. Do you guys want me to do one during the week? I, I, I'm off paid. Sure. I think a lot of people who have never hosted a live stream don't realize there's a little bit of work to it. Yeah and no. Like, I still don't know where everything is. I mean, you guys, like I said, you guys were really helpful saying, you know, do this or do that, or it's over here or click this or, and 
I think if you've got a decent panel, it'll carry you. Because you've been on solo. You know what that's like. Having a good panel, but you got to talk to your audience occasionally. You know, when it gets slow and there's not a lot of talk among the panelists, then, okay, talk to the people out in the audience. Highlight some comments every once in a while so people know that you're paying attention to them and stuff like that. People like that. But, yeah, uh, when you're hosting a conversation, it helps to be a conversationalist. And I think the live streams or so that I've seen you host, you seem to be really good at having discussions with people. and. Uh, Keeping the conversation going. Nobody wants to watch somebody pick their nose on a private chat or anything, or you know, on a public chat. If they're bored, they're going to leave. You know. So, uh, so I knew thing. I knew to look for some of the comments and talk about them from watching other live shows or being a panelist on live shows. And when it, the host would interrupt us to bring something up, I'm like, "What are they doing? What are they doing?" And then when I start doing, I'm like, "Oh." And then I've had other people tell me, hey, dude, you're such a motor mouth. I want to have you on my show because you help with the dead air. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I appreciate the blunt honesty. It's a truth. There's some truth to that. Yeah, yeah. there is. Yeah. Uh, Guns of Water says this show brought to you by Visa and MasterCard. Will you forget Discover? Uh, <laughs> I don't have one of those, Gary. I do. I don't use it that often. Yeah, but now I want to apply. Let's see. Streams can get slow sometimes, but important to remember those out in the sidelines. Yeah, who? if you're watching a podcast, you know, watching a live show, you want people to acknowledge you're there. You want people to say hi. If you ask a question, you want them to see what you said and actually respond to it. Oh, American Express? Yeah, I haven't had American Express in years, Rich. Uh, but yeah, you kind of think of the things you like. I watch as many, I watch way more live streams than I host. So I kind of know what I, as a viewer like. So I try to remember that when I'm hosting and just try to keep it, try to make everybody out there feel like they're part of the show. Cause they are, you know, so, uh, let's see what Scotsman say here. He's done yeah. his share. A little bit of work goes into streaming, like finding guests to change it up every now and then. Yeah. You don't want it to be the same thing every week. Yeah, because then you get a click. And when you get a click, some people pick up. and Other people don't. They're just like, oh, I, I like these guys. But other people, like, uh, yeah, you're not part of our click. And it's high school all over again. I don't like when the the audience is all saying hello to everybody and talking about, like, casserole recipes and stuff like that and not paying attention to the content of the, oh, I said the word, of, of the live live show. But on the other hand, this is what they're doing. They're, they're, they're meeting up and, you know, we're not always able to drive places or fly places, so they're meeting up. So eventually somebody will ask a question or make a comment that's related to the show and Want to say hi to M. Gabriel, who came in at the last minute. Uh, some discussion about DM Foss here says Gary's more of a diner's club guy. I've never had a diner's, I didn't even know there was diner's club anymore. Wow. Now, I'm old enough 
I can remember when gas company credit cards were the thing, and you carried a Texaco card, and you carried a Phillips 66 card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got a Sitgo card on my, my credit report, and I've never bought gas at a Sitgo in my life. Wow. But yeah, that's what you had to do because a lot of those gas stations, they wouldn't take the major Visa MasterCards, but then that all changed. And uh, My first wife maxed out my Amico card. Oh, bitch. no. Oh, let's see. Well, Guns of Water says, well, Squib, you want our attention? Show your moobs. Wow. <laughs> That's a little bit out there. Did Don't Call Me Mrs. Squiblo put you up to that? <laughs> uh, Rob says, sometimes what's being covered by the panel has already been covered or not that interesting. Good people can be occupied with others. Stick around. That's the thing about 2A topics. There's so many people doing live streams that it's hard to find a subject that somebody else hasn't already talked about or that Guns and Gadgets hasn't already done two videos on already. You know, there's no fresh news out there for us small channels to cover. So a lot of times we have to talk about stuff that other people have already talked about. That's kind of why I stay away from uh, current events, just because there's bigger channels that are going to, cover it better than I can. And if so I, you if you want the sky is falling stuff, you're not going to get that off my channel. I'm not yeah. going to tell you that the world's coming to an end because of this law that's coming up or that. I don't do that stuff. Come on, man. But you know it builds analytics. Yeah, it does. And that's why people do it. Oh, yeah. But it's crazy. And Foss, I would love to to watch yours live or even jump on, but man, you're on at like four in the morning here. Oh. You gotta be a night owl to do this stuff. Man. When when I was working at the factory, I could do it, but now that I'm on the same shift as the rest of the world, luckily there are a couple of us night owls like Hillbilly and I that are up late at night that will jump on with him. And usually, there's several other people out there. There's more night owls than you realize out there that are wanting but, to watch a 1 a.m. I mean, chat. Wasn't that the thing in the beginning with gun channels is we want 24-hour coverage so at any time somebody could tune in and just that's why they were running the lobbies eight hours at a time yeah. and people were just hosting them and stuff and it, it's nice to just you know I, I can't sleep tonight or I, I work the off shift or uh, you know everybody's gone on vacation I can finally have the computer to myself and you, you you know, and uh, you just jump on a show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Coop says, when I run a live, the chat really makes a show. It can. I mean, yeah, a lot of times, if you keep them interested in what you're talking about, yeah, when the chat starts talking back and forth to themselves about stuff that's totally unrelated, that means you've pretty much bored your audience, pretty much. So... Uh, fear mongering is what turns me off a channel is what Mike White says. I've dropped a few lately. Yeah. Uh, Ozzy says, Gary, you could talk about really great custom leather holster makers. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I don't endorse a product that either I don't use or I don't have some sort of positive experience with. Right. I, I've got a company that sent me something I've got to do a video on. I actually had to buy something 
to to do the video, so I'd do it a little bit differently. And it means I can delete one of my older videos that had lousy audio quality when I do this. I'm not shilling for them, but I can understand why somebody would think I would because so many people do. I typically turn down stuff. Every now and then I will. But if I do a video on something, it's like, hey, this worked out well for me or this is the good about it. This is the things I didn't like about it. And that's just it. But I could understand how somebody would who's never watched me or doesn't know me personally would say, oh, he's just you know doing this and that. And when my friends joke around about shilling, I know it's a joke and it, it's kind of funny. But, I mean, we all know guys out there who do a ton of that. There are. There are some. Yeah. Uh, Dave Domblowski, Domkowski is out there and says, did you guys ever have prank phone calls before? I used to watch a Howard Stern show and it sounded like you guys. No, I don't even know when Howard Stern comes on or where he, I guess you have to have like XM radio or something like that to watch. I have never watched or listened to Howard Stern. And I couldn't prank these guys because my name shows up on their caller ID. Yeah. I don't dislike Howard Stern. I just don't. Never did that. I used to listen to. There's a morning. There's a morning radio show that I used to listen to going to work. What was the name of that? Bob and Tom show. It's kind of a syndicated thing. And. It's kind of fun to listen to. I used to have a half-hour drive to work every day and get a little bored, so you'd listen to comedy shows on the radio every once in a while just to break the monotony. But uh, Rich White says, Howard Stern sucks. Uh, Scottish American says, I could have had a ton of the Amazon ones, but I always tell them I will tell how it is and never hear from them again. Yeah, some people don't want honest reviews. Uh, I... I hate it. Yeah, somebody says, well, I'll send you this product by one of five-star review. For one thing, that's against Amazon's policy. If they find out you're doing it, you're gone. Uh, secondly, it's just flat-out dishonest, and I won't do it. So. Yeah, I what don't, I don't like is when I get those emails. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I just don't respond to them. Yeah. I don't like when I get those emails and I turn them down, and then a week later I see one of my friends do it, and I'm going, oh, jeez, dude. Really? <laughs> this is the greatest widget I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. What I, I do is I ask some technical questions about the product. What makes your product different than 30 other companies that are doing the exact same project or, or product or, or, you know, the same way or, you know, it's veteran owned or it's made in America or it's, you know, impervious to everything. Or I ask them questions about their company. How did you start? You know, what's your business model? Where are you going? Some of them actually respond and they're just, this is us. This is, you know, we started in our garage and we did this and it worked out. And now we want to do this. And we want to do, and other ones are like, look, dude, are you going to accept the free gift and the free gift for somebody in your audience or not? It's like block done. We're done. Yep. All right, folks. Well, I'll tell you what, we are past the four hour mark. And I think we're going to head this to the garage and park it. But uh, we've had a great show. We had four hours of great conversation here. So we have accomplished what we needed to accomplish. I wish we could go on all day, but I can't. Sorry, guys. I hope, hopefully, maybe somebody else will do a live stream later on today. But I want to give everybody here a chance to plug 
whatever they want to plug or switch. Casey probably doesn't want to plug anything at all and doesn't want to be called on to plug. Well, I might give him a chance anyway. Squip, you got anything you want to talk about? Wish everybody happy Merry Christmas and all that stuff? I do want to plug something, but I don't. Because I think if I do, then I'm going to compromise my ethics, and it's kind of a douchebag move. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to just not plug it, but I really would like to. Okay. All right. Fairly enough. And I'm not going to plug it either. <laughs> uh, but thanks for being here. I really do appreciate you being on the panel. Enjoyed the time. Enjoyed the discussion. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you too, Gary, and Merry Christmas to the audience, and thanks for letting my motor mouth fill in the dead air. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being here, Squib. Uh, DM Foss. Uh, well, I just hope everybody has a, a great Christmas and a great New Year. And it is it is a tough time for some people uh, going through the holiday times. So there are people you can talk to. Don't be afraid to reach out if you need to. Absolutely. And Merry Christmas to you, and thanks for being here. Well, thanks for being, for having it. And Two Life Moo, I don't know if you're even still here. I sent you something in the private chat. I got a feeling you either stepped away for family stuff or you fell asleep, one or the other. Hopefully you didn't fall asleep because you got food cooking, and that's going to end up badly. But, uh, oh, he's here. Hey, I'm back. Oh, oh right. yeah, I'm still here. Yep, I do. I got my daughter here uh, <laughs> giving me crap. So, yeah, man. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, thanks for having me on, even though I was not very long. But, uh, yeah. Oh, good, Merry, good to see you guys. Merry Christmas always. to you and the daughter and the entire family. You guys have a great day together. Merry Christmas. Merry thanks. Christmas. Thanks. Appreciate it. Did you, you hear bet. that? So thanks to all my panel. Thanks to all of you out there on YouTube land, also on Facebook or even Twitter X. If you watch there, or if you're watching in replay or maybe even listening to the audio podcast, when I get that put up, I appreciate you uh, taking this in. I hope everybody has a very, a very Merry Christmas out there. Uh, and a happy new year if I don't see you again before the end of the year. But yeah, thanks to everybody out there in the audience. Had a lot of good participation, a lot of good chatter going on out there. It's a lot of fun. So uh, as for me on my channel, of course, Foul Territory every Friday. That is at 9 p.m. Central Time. So, uh, okay. So anyway, I want to also give a shout out to my channel members on YouTube for what they do to support me. I do appreciate it very much. And I don't know when we'll do the early bird chat again. Hopefully very, very soon. But had fun doing this. So anyway, everybody be safe on your travels and everything. Hopefully we'll see you again soon. And as always, I remind you that if anyone tries to infringe on your right to keep and bear arms, give them the bird. This is Gizzard Gary. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to this special presentation of the Early Bird Chat for Christmas Day 2023. Early Bird Chat is a production of Gizzard Gary Productions, LLC. For more information, visit our website at gizzardgary.com 
or send an email to info at gizzardgary.com.